I'm your host, Matt, and in just a few moments, you'll hear a post-movie conversation between me, my movie buddy, and longtime friend and co-host, Mark. As you know, Mark and I have been watching movies together for almost 20 years. We no longer live in the same city, so our weekly trip to the movies has been relocated here as a podcast for all you good people. This week, we're discussing Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins. This is the new G.I. Joe spin-off movie directed by Robert Schwentke? Schwentke? It stars Henry Golding, Andrew Koji, Haruka Abe, Samara Weaving, and a favorite of ours around these parts, Iko Uwai from the Raid films. This guy is a total badass, and I owe him a huge apology because you're going to hear me mispronounce his name a few times in this episode as Iwo Kuwai, not Iko Uwai. I am so sorry for that. We love you. We're big fans of yours on this show. Uh, and then I'm speaking, of course, directly to Mr. Uwai. And in my defense, I was drinking a little too much during this episode. I'm going to go ahead and blame the love of cinema guys for that. They're bad influences. They started us on this road, this bad habit road of drinking while we talk movies. So, th- yeah, that, that's my defense. I'm going to go ahead and just pass the buck and blame someone else. As of this recording, Snake Eyes is only available to watch in theaters. But depending on when you listen to this, it may be on one of the streaming services. Who knows? We live in a constantly changing future of streaming rights. It's best to check Just Watch to find places you can see the movie for yourself. You know how we do. Spoilers abound from this point forward. We take you now to our post-movie discussion of Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins. You've saved my life. Why? I'm not a murderer. I looked into your eyes and I saw honor. Going home. I don't have a home. Not yours. Mine. What is it exactly you do? For 600 years, our ninja brought peace to the world. But things have changed. I need warriors like you to become the future of the clan yours if you want it let's go i can't change your past i can offer you Intro music. 
play my music. <laughs> Turn my headphones up. I'm playing the whole goddamn thing, I don't care. How fucking long is this song? Dude, is this a fucking opera? Is this Wagner? Like, what the fuck? Why is it like nine hours long? Ladies and gentlemen, you are back with us at the Matt and Mark movie show. Holy shit, Mark. What the fuck is up? Dude, how are you? Shit. I only you good. could compare. Only you can prevent forest fires. And only you can compare Wagner to the G.I. Joe cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that interminably long? It should be like 15 seconds. Dude, do you remember the open of the G.I. Joe animated movie where it's like, Cobra! Cobra! And they do the yeah, thing where that they, shit like, was they rappel down the fucking Statue of Liberty and there's like laser battles in the sky and shit. And there's like people having a party on Ellis Island. <laughs> like, it's like, Dude, did you remember how fucking heavy that movie was though? Yes! Right? Like, I remember watching it as a kid, like, everybody was missing each other with bullets and shit. And I was like, ha, that's fucking hilarious. And then the movies, the movie itself is fucking super heavy. Yeah, doesn't Duke. Like, well, they oh had to walk God. it back because Duke was supposed to die. And, uh, and they had to walk it back because earlier Hasbro had killed Optimus Prime and Transformers, the movie. And it had, like, damaged a whole generation. Like, every kid was depressed, <laughs> clinical <laughs> depression. And they were like, you better add a fucking ADR line in there. And there's, like, a shitty ADR line where someone goes, he's going to be okay. <laughs> and <then> it's like... <laughs> So it was supposed to be uh, the wow. song for that character. But so. I mean, okay, what's going through these writers' heads, though? It's like, these are pretty much kids' properties. Why are you killing things <laughs> off? Let these little fuckers have their innocent little worlds where there's, like, no death and shit. Oh, yeah. But that shit started early, though. I mean, like, with Bambi. Fucking Bambi's yeah, mother dies. It's what hardcore. Fuck. That started back with Walt Disney, man. He didn't play. He wanted Dude. matricide. <laughs> I know. Exactly. And then people just getting thrown off cliffs and waterfalls. That was like oh, totally. the other thing. Oh, um, boy. So we're here. We're talking cartoons. No, this week, Mark and I are talking Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins. But really fucking quick before we do that shit. Mark, I wanted to do some quick business with you because I think a lot of the people, when we do these kind of things, we do them normally at the end of the episode. And I don't think people are hearing them. Maybe they don't make it to the end of the episode. Or maybe they've just tuned me out by that time. But either way, you are you have caused this, listeners. So I'm going to do all this shit at the top now so that you actually listen to it. Um, item one on the agenda is we really want reviews for the podcast. Am I right? Yes, please. We could use reviews. We they could can really be brief reviews. reviews. They don't have to be super long. Just no. like a nice little short, concise and we're, review. And when we say reviews, we we're saying, can you give us a review, please, Jesus, on <laughs> Apple Podcasts? That's where we want your review. That's what helps the visibility for the show. So if you could take a couple seconds and give us a positive review, we would, on Apple Podcasts, we would really appreciate it. And to incentivize you. Wait, Ooh. let me power Asbot up for this. Hang on. <laughs> Asbot online. Asbot, run protocol for uh, 
giveaway. Here we go. Alert. Free giveaway alert. Do I have your attention now? Free stuff. Free stuff, son of a bitch. <laughs> Asbot had a real rough week because he wasn't allowed to be on our show last week because <laughs> there were too many people and I think he was pissed. Wait, Asbot, were you mad about that? No guests detected. Wait a minute. No guests? You mean you're finally powering me back on when your fancy guest star friends aren't here, you son of a bitch? Jesus <laughs> Wow. That was, that was rough. Jesus. Fucking slow your roll, Asbot. Anyway... Asbot is correct. Yes, we put him away for our fancy guest stars, but we're now touting him out. We're embarrassed to help <laughs> us. Yeah, to help us give some shit away. Mark, I showed you this earlier in a sneak preview, but just so the people at home get the gist of your excitement. Mark, look what we're giving away. This here. That thing is fucking dope. It's a Matt and Mark movie show, Pop Socket. These are awesome. And I know you people can't see this. I'll post a picture of it over, over maybe on our stories on Instagram at the Matt and Mark Movie Show. Um, but you can win one of these. I have a couple pop sockets to give away, and they're interchangeable. So you're not going to be stuck with us forever if you decide you want to put the pop socket on and you don't want us anymore. It's interchangeable. It's one of the ones you can pull off, put back on whenever you want, like a fucking Lego set. I have a couple <laughs> pop sockets to give away, Mark. You know what we're going to have the people do? We should super glue them on so they can't take the logo. <laughs> <laughs> you can never get away from us, you sons of bitches. How dare uh, you? The way that you get one of these pop sockets is, it, see, it all comes full circle, dude. It all comes full circle, like like the snake, like the eyes of a snake, if you will. Like Ouroboros? It Was comes full it? circle. <laughs> if you leave us a review, the top three, the first three people to send reviews, this is how you do it. Write us a review on Apple Podcasts and screen grab that shit. This is very important. Screen grab it. Don't just wait for it to show up on the podcast page and then tell me about it. Like, Apple takes a really long time to, like, update servers and load shit. I'm talking about you write the review and submit it. Screen grab that shit for me and send it to our email, um, Show at gmail.com. The first three people that I see that send me proof that they've left us a review on Apple Podcasts will win a Matt and Mark movie show pop, pop socket. Just it's straight up. I'll send ride. it to you. Costs nothing. You get to keep it. Damn. How's about that? How's that sound, That's Mark? fucking awesome. I also Doesn't like that... the detail, by the way, of the, uh, the neon underneath. Nice yes. touch. It's cool, man. It's not just all black because that shit fades into the noise. <laughs> this, you pop the shit and the, ne- uh, what do you call that? The shaft of your, <laughs> your pop socket when the shaft is extended. <laughs> that part is neon green. It's really cool. All the kids I know. And if that happens to you, uh, you should go to a doctor. <laughs> if your pop socket neon shaft lasts for longer than four hours. <laughs> You need to call the doctor is what we're saying. <laughs> Mark, there you go. So we've done our business there at the top of the show. We feel really dirty. It's like those YouTubers who are like, you fucking click the video and right away they're like, hey, man, try these sunglasses. Hey, man, try the tea. Smash that like button. We're not doing all that. We normally don't do that. 
But now, so but you guys you hear the shit. The like button, if you could smash that like button. And hit that subscribe and hit the ring sub. the bell. That's right. <laughs> Tell like... your friends. Oh, yeah. Ring... What is that? Ring the bell. Make sure you still subscribe. Smash that like button and ring that bell, man. And... Ring like, that goddamn bell. It's like, don't forget all the products I have listed are on, in my Amazon links in the bio. It's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so well, we're we're not that cool yet. We don't have yeah. sponsors. We're not big enough to be like no, that. No, 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 no. We <laughs> but, have to bribe but you. By God, we will sockets. we will sell the fuck out and we'll be talking about mm-hmm. whatever bullshit they sling at us. Dude, if ah, you, yeah, four I don't motor care company? who wants to buy sure. ad space. If it's the goddamn Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, I will happily air your shit. It's the Westboro Baptist. Church. Sure, no problem. No problem. <laughs> Come on in. Your money's all good here. Just smash that oh like button. <laughs> that's what. That's where we're and at. And don't forget to check out our friends over at the Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> Don't worry if you can't find them. They'll find you at your next public event. You'll know them when you see them, okay? That really obnoxious group of white people? Yeah. They're lacking a lot of teeth. They have the stomach that goes over the waist, but it goes down. It looks like a deflated parachute. Like, why is your belly poke out of everything? I'm because of the Westboro Baptist. Dude, I never understood how pants worked on that type of body. Why wouldn't you just cover that up with the pants? Why wouldn't you just pull the pants over that? Right? Oh, wait. No, actually, some people do do that. It looks weird. (laughs) Actually, never mind. Let me walk that back because I've seen people do that and it doesn't look good. Not look good. At that point, you may as well just wear a girdle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Can you It'd imagine a lot if they more made like a mono bra for someone's stomach like that? And <laughs> Dude, I would buy that. That like sounds a awesome. Big, so it made it look like you have a really big chest. Fuck, man! I'm we could be millionaires. That's a holy good idea. shit. This we should is take an that to Shark idea. Tank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, do you want to partner with us right now? We will give you 5% of the company, <laughs> but we need $1 million. It's called the man spreader because it spreads the chest. Man spreader. <laughs> we know for a fact the shit works. We've tried it on many parachute stomachs that get deflated. It works. Trust us. Okay. <laughs> I'm a fat guy. We know a couple other fat guys. Mark's not so fat, but we know some other fat people. And it works on all of us. Okay. <laughs> They'd be like, <laughs> get out. Oh, my God. Mark, this week, uh, I figured we'd do get wrecked after the review because I want to talk to you about snake eyes gi joe oh, yes, origins but please. before we talk snake eyes i wanted to ask you some gi joe shit mark oh. from the cartoon we talked we were talking about the cartoon do you have a favorite gi joe character yes my favorite character and it's also a sad story was this guy named dodger i don't even really think he's appears in much he's probably just like some background character that no one gives a shit about but I just love the way his his outfit looked. He looked more like like a realistic soldier. You know how you have like fucking chuckles with his Hawaiian shirt, and then you have there's like a football player. You know, like their army looks. Was really he weird. on the cartoon or was he just a toy? I believe I don't remember him. He may just be a toy. Hold on. 
I'm sharing my screen. Oh, yes, please. It's the part yeah, of the there show. there he is. He looks fucking dope. Where I share my screen. Mark, is this the guy you're talking about? Dodger? Yeah. Yeah, that's him. So people at home, if you don't know who we're talking about, G.I. Joe Dodger. That's a he different looks... one. Oh, he's different. I was gonna. You say, have to go to you know. Weird. You have to go to the GI Joes where their dicks broke off. That's the ones you have to look. You're talking about. Wait a minute. Hang on. This is with real dick break technology. This guy, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's a sonic fighter, laser weapons specialist, code name Rich Dodger Renwick. Wow, sonic fighter name. He's got a um. It for people at home. It looks like he's wearing a green. I don't know, man. That's like a Marvin the Martian style helmet. Yeah, I know. He he doesn't look as cool as I and he's got a and, vest, like a. And it looks vest. like he's it looks like he's shit his pants, and there's a big <laughs> fart explosion behind, and it says Sonic Fighter. Sonic Fighter. <laughs> and it looks like he just farted. Oh, Why? Whoa! I've never heard of this guy, Dodger. Yeah, I guess for good reason. He kind of sucks. Now Rich that... Dodger Renwick has been fascinated with lasers ever since he went to a local science fair and watched a one-inch laser beam slice through six feet of concrete like it was Swiss cheese. <laughs> this is Mark's favorite G.I. Joe. His name is Dodger. <laughs> Go investigate for oh yourself. So that was like, okay, so that was like, I guess that was the original G.I. Joe or whatever that generation was. My favorite... <clears throat> Uh, my I was more of a Cobra guy, so my brother and I love those two twins. What the hell were their names? They have them wacky names. Cobra twins, GI Joe. Are you talking about? Yeah, these, these douchebags. Tomax and Zamot. Yeah, they look like ass. They look like French assholes. <laughs> They're also called the Crimson Twins or Crimson Guard Commanders. They are fictional characters from GI Joe. Yeah, and like some weird Joes. The Pauli well, brothers speak in notable accents. They are from Corsica. <laughs> <laughs> what? They're douchebags. Oh my god. Zamot so cool. and Tomax. Hang on. Zamot and Tomax. They they look like assholes now that they look like American psycho characters. <laughs> Hang on. We're gonna play a little clip here. Oh god, they're psychic too. Thanks to Roadblock, we've got a prisoner to interrogate. Let me read him his rights first. Here's one right, and here's the other. Now talk to the man. Yes, I will speak. The answer is on this insignia. Look closely. No, don't! Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Wow. He just tit-blasted them and vanished. So Damn. he's like a brainwashy guy. I also liked Slice and Dice when that whole Ninja thing came out. Ooh, see if you can find that G.I. Joe ad for the Ninja G.I. Joes when those first came out. Shit, that was dope. Let's see. Hang on. Ninja. Ninja G.I. Joe toys. Yeah, th that series was so fucking cool. The ad for it was great because they, like, threw the G.I. Joes around. It was like, Slice and Dice! Ooh. Whoa, this looks awesome! Yeah, dude, the production on this is crazy. Yeah, it's better than the movie, right? Damn, that bike is dope. Dude. 
I also like how the production level it looked like uh it looked like the live action photo shoot characters on the side of the Mortal Kombat arcade cabinet like yes <laughs> like, exactly it's like a little too real like somebody shot it <laughs> like yeah but it's like sincere. it's clearly like a studio and it's like it's got the the fake rocks with the vines on it so for the record before we before we dive into the movie cuz I, I feel like I'm start we're starting to get into the movie a bit I wanted to also just for people at home I want to tell you who my favorite GI Joe is and I'd like to play a clip yeah. Alright, Batty. Then on second thought, maybe not. I'm starting to slaughter. And I've got some real hairy action heading your way. <laughs> He's got some real hairy, hairy action. action? What the way. hell is this? <laughs> wow. My favorite G.I. Joe, He's ladies and gentlemen. Pulls his pants down and spreads his cheeks. Part army man, <laughs> part professional wrestler, part cartoon. Sergeant Slaughter. He's my favorite G.I. Joe. And I not I know he's not like a traditional G.I. Joe by any means, but he's my personal favorite. And when anybody anytime mentions anything G.I. Joe, Sergeant Slaughter is the first thing that pops into my head. I don't know why. I had the toys. I think it was because he was a wrestler and a G.I. Joe. I think it's Wait, did he start off as a wrestler first? Uh, hang on, let's find out. I also like is. how that video only has one dislike on it. That's Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> Wait, here we go. Sergeant oh, Slaughter. Oh, he's still alive. Dude, no, he started as a wrestler. Wow. He started as a wrestler, and then that persona was so big, it got adopted to the G.I. Joe crazy. universe. Anyway, Shit. Sergeant Slaughter is my personal favorite G.I. Joe. You know, he's what I always like, think of. Tomax and Samot. To- he's no Tomax <laughs> and Xerox or whatever that guy's name is. But he's my, my personal favorite. My brother liked Chuckles. Have you ever heard of that guy? He had like a Hawaiian shirt and like he was like Magnum PI, basically. Wait, who's the guy that's in Hawaii that Yeah, that's Magnum PI and he wears like yeah. really short shorts? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't have the short shorts, but wait, I've got a ch- I've got a Chuckles for you right here. Look at this fucking guy. Wow. Codename Chuckles Undercover. And he's also dating. <laughs> no, sorry. Jesus Christ. Sorry. Why, Mark? <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, thank you. Canceled. <laughs> sorry. Look at oh, look at <sighs> Chuckles got kind of big. Oh no, that Holy picture shit. He looks a little like Boris Johnson, the P- the prime yeah, minister, but on steroids. But on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, Mark! <laughs> so this week, the movie we're talking about is Snake Eyes GI Joe Origins. We would have talked about old. Um, I saw old, but Mark did not. So I'm gonna spoil it for to. him right here. No. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Mark! They all grow old. Ah, shit. Just They're, like in they real get life. blood diseases and Alzheimer's. <laughs> if you have Alzheimer's and you're listening to this, I'm very sorry, by the way. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Should I go see it or was it a waste? I mean, I don't think it was a bad movie. That's the thing. I, I think um, really quick, we'll just talk briefly. Um, I think it's mid-tier Shyamalan. And, and, I, and when I say mid-tier, I mean like... It's not... Name some movies. Name okay. some mid-tier uh, movies. Let me break down my order of Shyamalan movies Ooh. for you, if you will. My number one is Unbreakable. That's my favorite Shyamalan movie, and I think it's a masterpiece. Wow. I've got no love for Sixth Sense, so a lot of people are going to be surprised really? at how low that movie is on my list. 
Um, by the way, question, question before, did someone spoil the sixth sense for you before no, you wash it or no, 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 no. I've told you this story. I got to see it free and clear. No one I knew had told me, don't worry. I'm going to definitely spoil old for you though, Mark. God um, damn it. the second, uh, second Shyamalan movie I love like unabashedly is split. I know it's a newer one, but it's my second favorite Shyamalan movie. Um, underneath that, I think I might go, um, Maybe I'd go six cents there. Probably go six cents. A lot of that would be a little higher for some people, but I think I'd probably put it there. Followed by uh, signs, the village. Oh, signs I really, is. I think signs is my top. I top really one. like signs, but I don't like it as much as other people do. And I really like the village, and I like that one a lot more than other people do. Really. And I would slot old right underneath that. But the and then next what's, few wait, movies what's are all under bad. that? Is that like the happening is right it's under like, there? It would be like the happening, After Earth, Glass, which is one of the worst movies I've ever seen, Last Airbender. Um, so it really those are is, some, wow. You just named like five stinkers. <laughs> it's like it's the demarcation point because here's the thing: there are a lot of good ideas in it, and he's definitely uh, bringing something to the table like there's a vision behind it and there are some really cool ideas and he explores the themes of of what that island is and what's mm -hmm. happening very well what what takes me out a bit is there's some very stilted dialogue and some very odd moments that i don't think work and i think um one of them being like that he has to cameo in every fucking movie he's in now and I don't know why he gives himself like a large part. Like if you want to <laughs> cameo, the then lead. just walk by in the background or something. Don't fuck it. Like in Lady in the Water, he casts himself as like the savior of the universe. And here, it's not as egregious, but he definitely casts himself in an important role. I'll just say that. Uh, and well, I, I mean, I guess more, more power to him, I suppose. <laughs> I guess the thing is, too, with this kind of a movie, like where the village had, a, yes, it had the mystery and the buildup and all that stuff. Like, the payoff and implications and relationships between characters, how those dynamics changed in the village was very, to me, compelling. And it, and it brought up a lot of interesting conversation here. The core mystery is interesting, but that's it. Once you get the answer, you're like, yeah, that's it. Um, the answer is not as interesting as the mystery and it falls a little flat and it makes everything that came before it fall a little flat. That's the to problem me. with his filmmaking style, though. Anytime you, ha I would hate to be that director that's just like known for the surprise ending. Because you yeah, know you have that? you usually you get what notoriety for doing something like a really crazy twist, and nothing will ever match that again. So you just wind up remaking the same premise and with with a shitty payoff. By the wasn't way, what that, did you? Uh, wasn't that a robot chicken? Wait, where they went? What a twist! <laughs> Wasn't that there was a robot chicken with M Night Shyamalan where he was like, "What a twist!" <laughs> Sorry, you were saying. Go ahead. Oh, I forgot. What oh, was great. I talking about? <laughs> Something I about say... like like the surprise endings after a while get diminishing returns. If you as a director, if that's all you're known for. Yeah. But I actually wanted to ask you, what did you think about that movie? I think it was called The Visit. The visit is good, but it's like, again, I think it would be mid-tier. I think this is on the same lines as The Visit. Okay, that I was a, that's I a good that companion was a, piece. a decent movie. It's like, it's watchable, but you wouldn't watch it again, but it yes. entertains. That's exactly you know? old. That's what I think old is, except for it does have, whereas The Visit is played very straight, except for the stupid part where the kid's rapping all the time. Um, 
there are some kind of equally dumb things in this like just lines that characters have that just they don't sound good out of any actor's mouth it just sounds really his dialogue is fucking terrible it is but you know what it's trying to be like stylized and like supposed to be it's you can tell he's trying to write it in a way that's supposed to be big and meaningful like this is a huge moment but it just comes across as stilted and i don't know if it's necessarily the actor's fault or just them trying to like get these weird sentences out yeah i think it's i think that's what it is it's like he's operating on such an emotional level as a director that to him the emotions almost make the words kind of any you could apply any words to those emotions and they would work he's not thinking of an of it someone other than himself saying those things so when they say them it just comes off awkward does um, it feel like technical to you no like... no 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 not technical quite the opposite just feels like a little stilted and a little silly mm-hmm. um but but this is not me crapping on Shyamalan because I do think he's a good director and I think he does a lot of interesting stuff. I hate that so much of his career has been hinged upon this big surprise wackadoo ending because um, he does some really interesting shit with the camera in this movie. Fuck it. I'll just tell you this one thing. It's not a plot spoiler. Uh-huh. There are some interesting things where he, I, at first I was like, what the fuck's the camera doing? Why is it moving constantly? And these characters are having a pretty simple conversation. They're theorizing about the island. They're trying to figure out what's going on about the beach, I should say. And the camera sort of swings, pans left, then it swings back, pans right. And I began to slowly realize, as everything in the movie is about time, the camera was emulating like a pendulum that was swinging. In a very subtle way, but it was cool because it was like a slow burn thing that when it happened and it clicked, you were like, that's fucking cool, man. That's that's clever. Um, There's some cool shit like that in the movie. And there are some good, um, I thought some people have been laughing about it, but there are some good gross out body horror moments that I enjoyed. Don't tell Andrew. (laughs) I think funny enough, you said it best, even though you have not seen the movie. It's watchable, but when you watch it, you will never need to see it again. That to anyway, me is like that's like the to me is the perfect airplane movie. Those type yes. of movies are like the perfect airplane movie where because for me when I when I take a plane, I really don't want to watch something that I really want to see in that environment. So I always look for like these little shitty movies that were like nominally okay, where you're just like, hey, I don't mind like watching this movie with fucking engine noise and some smelly dude sitting next to me. <laughs> wow. I have you know what's funny, and I <clears throat> I mean I have really good headphones, as I'm sure you have really good headphones, but like headphones have come a long way. Like when I'm when I used to get on a plane and I used to travel a lot for work, I had these amazing I won't say their names because it's going to sound like a commercial, but I had these amazing headphones. I still have them and they're amazing. Like the noise cancel. Yes, there's the din of the plane, the general like, "Eh," but like I couldn't hear that shit. I could just hear the movie. I had the volume cranked. It was great. Like, I, I don't think the plane matters that much anymore when you're watching a movie. Like, the only thing I find I can't watch on a plane is a horror movie because it's too goddamn bright. <laughs> even if it's dark, even if you're on a red-eye flight, there's still assholes with the lights on or people are fucking using their phones so shit's flying around. I can't watch Like, I remember I tried to watch – do you remember that horror movie, The Strangers? The first one. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good. That masks. was actually a good movie. Yeah, is it Scott Speedman? Isn't it? Scott Speedman. That's right. The hero yeah. of the hero of Speedtropolis. Scott Speedman <laughs> here to speed it up. Um, yes, 
I decided to be a jerk, and I remember downloading that movie illegally. Because fuck it. I downloaded that movie. <laughs> you may want to cut this. <laughs> I put it on my computer at the time. This is like right when it had come out. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, I'm going to watch this. Everybody's talking about The Strangers. Because back in 2008, 2009, this was like a big deal movie. Everybody was talking about this movie and this guy. And I was like, fuck, man, I want to see this movie. And so I'm like, I got a long flight. I'll catch The Strangers. It'll be great. Could not see shit. Could not see shit. I had to that turn movie is super dark. Yeah, I went home after my flight and whatever visit or trip I was making, and I watched it at home, and I wound up enjoying the movie a lot. But I always had a bad taste in my mouth because the first time, my first exposure to the movie, it was just like fucking glare. It was like sun <laughs> glare on the screen. And Holy I, shit, I couldn't that's see the worst. Couldn't when see like someone else opens their stupid window, and you're like, yes. oh, no, god damn it. I'm like, you're not even – and but here's what I don't get. They open the window. And then they themselves are looking at a screen. There's yeah, no know, way they I can see anything. Hate that. that shit is They're so They're not annoying. reading a fucking paper book. <laughs> They're not painting their nails or doing a goddamn crossword. They're looking at an iPad. You can't see shit. You cannot see shit. So why do you have the oh window open? Oh, my God. These people are dumb, man. Hate By the it. way, the best horror experience I've ever had was on an airplane when I was a kid. What was that movie with Billy Zane and Sam Neill where there is, and I think Dead Calm. Dead Calm. So I saw Dead Calm, and this was back Great when. fucking movie. This was back when, like, no no individual screens, right? There was, like, a smoking section in the plane. And then that was you the had, flight, like, in-flight movie for everybody to watch? Yeah. This fucking Dead Calm? everyone to watch and that's it was a movie like that's got some f- boobies and stuff in it too i think they probably cut out the boobs no, they but they left shit. in all the violence of course <laughs> so anyway they had that playing and it, it was like if you were seated toward the front you had that big projector screen so you actually kind of felt like you were in a theater almost and so we were in this flight and there was a thunderstorm outside and every all the lights were off so you had this like you'd see like lightning and you'd hear the thunder, and then you're watching this movie with all this crazy shit happening, and I remember, I, I forgot how old I was, I was probably super young, but it scared the shit out of me. I was thinking about, for some reason, your flight, was it like the flight from Hook, where he's like shaking, and the kid's <laughs> yes, like, look, like dad, here's you with no parachute. <laughs> yeah. oh, asshole kid. <laughs> Dude, that was so, that was like, that humor was so of its time, you know, that little those little, like making those digs at the dad. I don't know. It just like felt like very oh, much. Oh yeah, of that dude. There's era, a whole movie like the Amblin Entertainment that people shit. forget about called Getting Even with Dad, which is just <laughs> Macaulay Culkin fucking with Ted Danson, his dad. That's the whole movie. The dad tries to do like he's not even like a mean guy. He's like a affable like Ted Danson kind of guy. He's like, look, I'm going on a date. I made you chicken. <laughs> like he's trying. It just it's not his fault. He's just a dummy. And Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> consistently tortures him and undermines him at every turn it's not a funny movie it's like really sad wait is that is this like a is it played funny though that'd be it's funny played it's funny. not supposed yes. to, oh shit like we're Can all imagine if laughing. it wasn't dude i watch it's on hbo max right now i tried to watch 20 minutes of it because i was like oh i remember this movie from our youth and i started to watch it and i was like hey this is insulting <laughs> it oh made me God. feel really bad He's just bullying Ted Danson the entire fucking movie. Wow. And Ted Danson's not a bad guy. He's trying to be nice to him. Wait, is this like a stepkid or like this is his actual son? Um, 
I'm going to tell you something. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. But basically, he's forced for some reason. Oh, I think that's what it is. He maybe Ted Danson impregnated a woman. And then he's like been out of the picture because she didn't tell him. It's not like he ran away. Oh, OK. Time. It's one of these movies. He's yeah. One, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dude, she there was like 500 him. of these movies where it's yes. like, here's your father. Yeah. And he comes a knock and, you know, and he's like, hey, dad, can I live with you? I need a place. And then he proceeds to fucking take advantage of him, even though the man welcomed him into his home. <laughs> <laughs> this little shit. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I really want to see this now. Holy shit. It's on HBO Max right now. It's called Getting Even with Dad. <laughs> Wait, have you ever watched it all the way through? I mean, when I was younger, but I don't remember any of it now. It's kind of like the same. It's kind of like like do you remember the Dennis the Menace movie with Christopher Lloyd as the bad guy? Do you remember that? Was that with um who was Mr. Walter Matthau? Walter yes. Matthau. Yeah, I remember seeing There's that. There's a part where like Walter Matthau loses his dentures and he shoves chicklets in his mouth and he looks like a fucking <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laughing at the joke. I'm laughing because it's fucking dumb. It's so stupid. But like that was like enough of a joke at that time. You know what I mean? Like they sold the movie on that. That was like when you watch the fucking humor. TV spot at home, dude. That's what played. It was him with the chiclet teeth. People were like, "I gotta see this movie. I gotta drop what I'm doing. Go see this movie." <laughs> Holy shit! Did that movie do well? Yeah, dude, it was like a hit movie. God damn. <laughs> it's like a hit movie, man. Isn't that crazy that Walter Matthau got to play like a grumpy old man for like so many fucking years? For like 50 years. <laughs> and then you had like Leslie Nielsen being like the cool old man for like 50 years as well. Dude, Frank Drebin is a hardcore pimp. I oh love the, the naked gun Frank Drebin character. Yes. He's played so slick. He's so good, man. There's so many gags in one scene. It's fucking incredible. It's like mind blowing. And Andrew and I were talking about that one scene where they're paying each other off for information, but one guy's like the CI. And it's just it's so stupid. But the way that Leslie Nielsen pulls it off, it's like so believable. It's so effortless. Oh my God. He makes it look so easy. Yeah, that shit is hilarious. It's, classy, it's funny. And in its own way, it's sophisticated. It's fucking great. Yes. Oh, my God. I love that movie. Well, in the spirit of uh, Leslie Nielsen, let's talk about another laugh riot. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins. I wanted to quickly say this movie is directed by a guy who I think it's a bit of a bum rap. His name is Robert. I'm going to try and pronounce this correctly. His name is Robert Schwenke. I think it's Schwenke or Schwentke. <laughs> He's German. But he's not like a stiff German. I think he's just like a guy of German heritage who's in my <laughs> You know what I mean? I don't think he's over there making Paul Verhoeven, you know, nun movies with like transgressive stabbing. <laughs> then he came over and did G.I. Joe. They were like, you're the perfect guy to make G.I. Joe. <laughs> I kind of wish German it was. That'd be but awesome. he's made some cool shit. Like, here's a movie he made that I like quite a bit. Do you remember the movie Red? Retired, yes. Extremely yeah. Dangerous with Bruce Willis. Brian Cox, Morgan yeah. Freeman. It was like old people action movie. I really I liked, liked that movie. That, movie. that was fun. Yeah. I don't. I even I don't like the sequel. The sec- oh, I don't think he did the sequel. I don't. But think he, he did. did do. He did do a movie that's a guilty pleasure of mine, and I would get made fun of. No, but I on, really say it. enjoyed. R.I.P.D. So did I. Oh shit! You too. Yes. What? 
That's really? The thing. So like, yes. When I found oh, out, oh, yes. that's okay, why I love you. Everybody man. hates R.I.P.D. <laughs> All of you are wrong because the movie is good. It's also it's so much fun. Fuck. Yes, uh, that's like a movie that if it's on, I will watch it. I thought you were gonna shit on me. No, like I love R.I.P.D. I'm not being ironic. It's not an ironic oh my love. God. I'm, I'm it's not being legit. a dick. Fun, like it's Jeff really Bridges enjoyable. is awesome in that movie. They're like Jeff a Bridges really fun great. team. The world is great. Yes, it's totally Men in Black, but I don't care. They, yeah, it works. Like shit. it, the effects look really cool too, and I just like the world of like tracking the ghosts and stuff. Anyway, I had a blast. And with Kevin, R. wait, R. Kevin Bacon is the bad guy in it too, right? Uh, yes, he's yes, he's he was the partner of great. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds in real life. Remember, and he betrays him. Spoiler. Yes. Oh my god, that was so actually that the the first scene where he dies, this is the first, and then time stops and he gets sucked up into heaven. Holy shit, I love how that looks. It, it looks awesome. It totally set up the movie and I was I was in all the way through. That was a Okay, so I think it's safe movie. to say you and I are Robert Schwenke. It seems like we like his work, right? We yeah. like his I, movies. I saw the, uh, the his stuff that he did for the Divergent series. I don't think I saw Allegiant, but I did see an Insurgent, and I thought that was it was good. And I didn't see the... I didn't see his Divergent movies. Um, I didn't see Flight Plan. Did you see that? Oh, with, I saw with Flight Jody Plan. Foster? That was with yeah. That one was uh that was really entertaining. I saw that in the theater. I do remember. I think I saw that with my friend Matt Penn and. We all enjoyed it. It was like a solid little thriller. It's it's like another one of those movies. It's like it's a good movie. It's a solid thriller, but you probably wouldn't watch it again. <laughs> but it was fun. As somebody who likes Robert Schwenke's work, um, I think how the fuck do you say this guy's name? Let's let's get to the bottom of this, Mark. <laughs> how do you say his name? Oh wow! I, I he did the Time Traveler's Wife. Apparently, here that we was go. Direct. Wait, wait, wait. Really quick. So. Humorous, folks. We want to learn how to say this director's name correctly. Mark, I'm going to share my screen. Oh, nice. This is, this is something called Directors in New York in conversation with Robert Schwanky. So, Mark, wait, wait, before we play it, let's see. Who's right? Is I'm going to say his name is Schwanky. What do you think his name is? How does it pronounce? Wank. <laughs> <laughs> like wank? Yeah, Schwank. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Come on, Schwank. Please say his name. What if they don't say his name? Oh, that would suck. They just put it up as a lower third because they don't know. Oh, he did a Nazi? Uh, Christmas vacation before shooting red. So that's how far back it goes. That's how he sounds? That's how he sounds. Shit. He's, He's got a I, good... I thought he um, would have some crazy accent like... And that's how it's went. And I was like, ah, man, this guy's boring. <laughs> how do you, I'm literally searching. How do you pronounce Robert Schwenke? Here we go. Oh, yeah. You're taking me on quite a ride. <laughs> Jody said I get uh, frequent flyer miles. Because <laughs> I told her I felt like I, was a, I thought I was a passenger. Oh, here comes the crowd work. <laughs> that's really one of the goals, I think, to make the audience feel like they're in the plane. Absolutely. You know? I'm glad that worked. It does. Right, we have speed? Okay. Well, Robert, a pleasure to meet you and a big congratulations. Damn it. Damn it. Job. I knew it. I, I should have said that. I totally called that where they would just say Robert. Look at this. How to pronounce Robert. The following pronunciation <laughs> is brought to you by pronouncenames.com. Hey, we don't support Dude. that. 
over 6,000 people have had Robert. to use this. Hey, look, there's the Boston pronunciation. Rabbit. <laughs> Robert. <laughs> huh? What? Do we have oh, the correct pronunciation? <laughs> Dude, we should submit to these people at pronouncenames.com and type in schwanky. Yes, please. Yeah, we need to do this. How, how has no one else done this? Here we go. Here we go. AMC got it. Come on. As many of you know, Divergent director Neil Berger has parted ways with the franchise and will not return to direct the sequel, Insurgent. However, it now appears the studio has found their new director and Robert Schwenke. Oh! God damn it. Yes! It wasn't Schwenke. <laughs> Schwenke. <laughs> Robert <laughs> Schwenke. Really? Yeah. Damn it. Schwenke. First off, fucking of big congratulations to AMC for having someone say the guy's fucking full name. You know what would be funny if you've played it later and that guy's like, actually, it's Robert Schwenk. <laughs> <laughs> we just didn't watch it all the way through, so I think I won. I heard your <laughs> intro. It was very disrespectful. It's Schwenke. <laughs> like a Dunker Shane, but a Schwenke. <laughs> He's like, he slaps her with one glove. Slap. <laughs> he has like some SS uniform on for no fucking reason other than that he's German. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Actually, he's really not German. Okay, no, it's not German. So uh, all the people in Germany are okay. We love you guys. Um, Robert Schwanky is his name. And making movies is his game. <laughs> Mark, he's now the director of Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins. And I think we should both say... How we feel about the previous GI Joe movies? I okay. think it's safe to say we I'm a both big kind Steven of like Summers fan. Are yeah, you a both, Steven Summers fan? I'm a Steven Summers fan, and I think we both liked Rise of Cobra quite a bit. Yeah, just I like the second one too, even though it was basically just a rock movie. It was just it could have been any rock. The only movie. thing I liked about Retaliation was that the Cobra Commander looked screen accurate. He had the yes. mirrored faceplate. That Whereas, was so cool. That was the only thing I didn't like in the Steven Summers Rise of Cobra was that they made Joseph Gordon-Levitt like look like a completely different character. At that point, why make him Cobra Commander? Make him someone else. Especially um, if it's an iconic character. You gotta be, you know... Yeah, don't be a dick about it. Don't yeah. be a shvanky. I do, I do have something I'd like to say about Snake Eyes can't, that sort okay. of ties into do you this. Wanna, oh, let's open it up. Let's do it. So... You were talking about how that they didn't have that iconic um, uniform for for Cobra Commander. This movie, they have the iconic Snake Eyes outfit at the fucking very end. That made me so mad. Interesting. Interesting. I'm getting a vibe, Mark. I'm going to tell you something. I liked Snake Eyes. <laughs> I had a really good time. I'm not being funny. Um, I, and I'll tell you why I liked it. When's the last time, and I was really trying to think about this, when's the last time we had a big-budget ninja movie? Just a straight-up ninja movie. It's been a long-ass time. Probably As Assassin was probably the last one, right? Ninja Assassin? Ninja Assassin? Was that, but I guess yeah, that with... wasn't like a big movie. Like I, People forgot that existed. It was pretty existed. big because... At the time, it was pretty big because they had that. Oh God, they! I think it was like some K-pop star or some J-pop star. Yeah, Rain. Rain. Yeah, he he was like the lead. I know my so it, it had like. <laughs> What's up? It had so it had a bit of a buzz to it, and I know a lot Black of people Pink. that saw it. Is it that? Is it that a K-pop band? Blackpink. 
I just know from them that commercial Let's where they, they keep chanting Blackpink. There's one that's like three letters or BTS. BTS, thank you. They had thank like you. the only uh, I've they had some uh, really great sauce that they collaborated I, with McDonald's. I'm not just Did the you? human movie database. I'm becoming the K-pop database. Yeah, what the do you listen to K-pop? I like a little K-pop you know, <laughs> now, and, now and again, you know. I do. I enjoy it. <laughs> that age where i don't give a shit if i like something i just like it i just like i it, hope you, know? you next next time i'm on the show i really hope you have some sort of like k-pop band shirt to be awesome. i'll wear a fucking yes. black pink hat black pink is that an actual thing did you yes. just make that up no that's a real group they're a girl group black pink wow you know what i'm talking black about pink. no <laughs> yeah they just they just chant their name over and over like if you watch God. they made a movie and if you watch the trailer <laughs> they just chant black pink Wait, they have a movie? Yeah, dude. They the made a fuck? movie. It's about them. It's like a tour movie. It's like the Bieber oh, movie. Like the they Spice toured. Girls movie? Did you ever watch that? Spice with World? Loaf? Oh, yeah. I watched Spice World with Roger Moore as the bad guy. <laughs> that was That's when Roger Moore movie. needed money. <laughs> dude, how does that guy need money? Wasn't he in like 40 James Bond movies? We're not allowed to talk bad about Roger Moore because he's dead. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Mark, so I take it by your glib tone <laughs> that you did not like Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins. Oh, wait, we correct. I, I should go back to your previous question though, because we both agreed that we liked we liked both original G.I. Joe movies, right? I like the first one. I don't like retaliation. I think it's a bad movie, but there are things, details in it I like quite a bit. Got it. So it's not like it, did you were you disappointed when you saw it or were you like eh, I okay. was disappointed when I saw Retaliation because of how much I liked Rise of Cobra and yeah. it was so ridiculous and fun and it got the characters and even something as silly as Snake Eyes having lips on his fucking mask <laughs> or like Brendan Fraser cameoing as Sergeant Slaughter that's who I think he's supposed to be and the whole thing taking place on an underwater base where they're fighting that movie is fun I don't care what anybody says it's fun um then they went this weird direction for retaliation, I think because The Rock got involved. I know we've kicked that guy around on the show a bit before because he rockifies everything. He turns it into the same goddamn movie. So, like, stop raising your fucking eyebrow. Yeah, they make it, he makes it serious and where it doesn't need to be. And um, if you want to just be in a G.I. Joe movie, just do it then. Don't, you know, don't come in and retrofit it to fit your crappy agenda. Who cares? <laughs> Just make a G.I. Joe movie. <laughs> but I will give it points. It has a screen-accurate Cobra Commander, which I think is badass. And I it does some cool stuff with Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. There's some cool fights. I just think that's the thing. Like Inherently, basically what, what my takeaway is from not just the series, but the two previous movies we've gotten, mm -hmm. is that my favorite shit from these movies is Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow. Is the, the rivalry, the fights, the battles, like... It's inherently fucking cool. Like I'm naturally oh, yeah. into ninja shit. I grew I came up in that age. I feel like if you were a kid in the 80s and then a little bit in the 90s, you came up with ninja shit. Ninja Turtles, three oh, yeah. ninjas. Goddamn um you know there were ninjas in movies. If you had a bad guy, if you had like ninjas would come over and fight guys, like ninjas are cool. I will always think ninjas are cool. So I was kind of blown away because I think I was expecting like, hey, it's 2021. It's been a while since we've had a ninja anything. And I was like, yeah, what are they going to do? They're probably going to John Wickify him. They're going to turn him into like a hitman or something. And, 
you know, no, no, dude, it's a fucking straight up ninja movie where like Snake Eyes uh, is recruited from like fight clubs in warehouses to become to join this ninja clan that's been around for hundreds of years, the Arishikage uh, clan. And there he meets a character named Tommy who right away I was like, that guy's Storm Shadow. I just knew it because they were interacting too much. And, then... and he was always wearing white. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. It's the... Before he like had, he, he came out in a white leather jacket. And then I was like, hey. No, even before that, I was like, hey, they're, they're too friendly. It's clear that guy's going to be Storm Shadow. And I kept waiting, waiting for him to say it. Um, and I, I did like that the movie sort of holds that back on you a little bit. Um, I liked this movie, man. It had all the right balancing acts for me. Like, it had the ninja shit, which I love, the ninja lore. And it had great fight scenes, except for one that I'll talk about. Um, and it balances magic and over-the-top comic book imagery and stylishness with, like, straight-up ninja shit. Like, this is a movie where a guy has to do... He goes from having to do realistic ninja challenges to being lowered into a pit with gigantic snakes. And I'm sorry, that's fucking hilarious. It's awesome. Like, it felt like a cartoon. It felt like what I think a Snake Eyes movie is. I liked the movie quite a bit. I had a few complaints, and one of them, and I knew the minute I saw it, I was like, Mark is going to fucking hate this. <laughs> the first fight scene is the shakiest fucking fight scene I've yes, ever seen. The camera you. seems like it's broken because, thank God, <laughs> the other fight scenes are not like that. The other fight scenes, I think somebody saw those dailies and maybe told Schwanky to pull it back. I actually, you know what I, you know what I felt like, though? Because a lot of the, the action sequences are like big group battles. It also it felt like whenever they were in a big group of people, that people were just like rotating and falling and spinning and swinging at things, but not really like interacting. So it just looked like a bunch of people falling over and doing shit because I couldn't fucking tell what was going on. Because even though they went a little bit wider, it was still handheld. Yes, so it was hard like for me overly to see handheld. Was, yeah, it was hard for me to see what was going on. And I mean, here's the thing: is I could tell that like by the brief action that I could glimpse like oh this is a cool move that he's doing but I never got like a full scope of the move because it was so cutty and so handheld yeah you know what I mean way too shaky but then you compare that okay compare that open fight which I think takes place in like the LA docks right it's it's not a good scene it's it's I will tell you it's bad it's bad scene um but are you talking about that first street fight Yes, where it's like super shaky and the, all the guys charge. It's where he saves Storm Shadow for the first time. Then you compare that with, I thought this was so fucking cool, man. There's a thing where they're in Tokyo. <coughs> Excuse me. They go to Tokyo. And there's like a ninja fight in the rain with all the neon signs. And you've got the girl who's kind of like the, the right-hand man of the clan. And Storm Shadow. And Snake Eyes is with them. And he's like... Fully, uh, the Storm Shadow guy before he's Storm Shadow, he has he fully has like a sword fight with a bad guy on a rooftop, and that's when he, he cuts down that like he cuts thing uh, and it Snake falls. Eyes cuts down like a tower yeah. or something like a and cell it falls tower. Or over, something. yeah, I know, but I know, what, yeah, I know what she. It about. looked awesome. The way it was shot, it was it totally worked for me. Like you compare that shaky scene with that scene, and I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. You know what my problem is? Is I saw Black Rain first. 
And oh, I was like, come on. Oh, that's not no, fair. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. That's not at the, fair. At, this, at the same time, I was like, I was excited to see Tokyo and not, but I wanted to see Tokyo not from, and Japan, by the way, just in general, and not from like a handheld, like kind of frenetic look. I wanted to see it more in like a, like, look at the scope. I mean, you sort of get the scope of it when they're flying in, which is really cool. When you see the tower records and then you see them driving below and then you see the tower where they pass the tower records again. So you kind of get the scope and feel for the city and it's done beautifully. But then it just goes back to this stupid handheld shit. And I'm like, ah, come on. I liked I thought that whole sword fighting sequence in the Tokyo rain on the rooftops looked awesome. It's my yeah, favorite it cool. fight yeah. sequence in the movie. Even later, there's a big set piece. The final climactic set piece happens at the Arishikage clan dojo, where mm-hmm. there's like all the bad guys, basically Cobra, spoiler, charge in with this other guy. What's his name? I want to say Kaneda, but that's from Akira. <laughs> yeah. Kenja or Kenda. He yeah, shows oh, up fuck. What was that guy's name? He's Kenta? the guy. Something I like think that? His name Kenda or Kenja. Kenta? And he shows up with his guys. He's working with Baroness. Um, we'll talk about the G.I. Joe characters in the connection in a moment, but um <laughs> all two of them are whatever. dude, there's a really cool like there's just cool ninja shit that I kind of geeked out over. Like I love that the blind swordsman character. Like I yes, thought the, that, that guy's one of cool. my favorite actors. You remember him from Resident Evil, right? He's the yes. guy that gets cubed. Great fucking actor and really great screen presence cool character as well they paid him off and finally we get a martial arts movie mark a modern martial arts movie that actually lets iwo kuai fight yes finally. and they let That's him do exactly his thing i wanted to say um, because we cool, that first test he's such a cool character we watched him in jujitsu and that movie squandered iwo kuai horribly <laughs> and we were and so did the new star wars right when he was showed up he just showed up to say a couple lines it was like why are you hiring iwo kawaii if you don't want to let him fight because he's like an amazing fighter. oh he's insanely good if you um, haven't seen any of the raid movies and i thought oh no it. this movie's gonna do the same thing they're just gonna have him show up and he'll do the first test with the bowl of water and then we'll never see him again no dude at the end he's there fighting and we get a whole iwo kawaii fight scene and it was great was fun to see he's him in awesome actually he and the blind guy are great yes i agree I and i'm a big evil Kawhi fan thumbs up for that dude i like and to I'm see a... him fight in movies he needs to fight more i'm a big fan of that other guy too because i always was hoping that he would be james bond like a james bond this You're was talking like about let's it let's get the guys let's get What's the guy's name? name damn it I love that actor though. Peter he's, Mensa is his name. I he, he, he pops up every now and then. He's really good though. Yeah, he plays the blind swordsman. He's in um he was in Jason X. He was in He Cyber. has an incredible voice. Tears like, of the Sun. He was in 300. He's the guy that says this is madness. Yeah, and he gets kicked into the well. Um he was Poor in guy. the Incredible Hulk. He's also in the Scorpion King Book of Souls. <laughs> Ooh. Anyway, um he's awesome. Um that, and he has got a great character in this movie, the blind swordsman. It was like they took all these cool um, elements from other ninja things and made them all work. Like you've got the Zatoichi blind swordsman type guy. You've got Iwo Kawai just being a badass, right? Close contact with like 20 He's like other the cocky, guys. you know, ninja yep. dude. You've got That's... your sword fighters. You've got the the elder matriarch of the clan fighting with fans. She actually, little... I was very happy. I was in the back of my head as this movie was going and I was like, oh man, I really hope they give her some dope action scene. And they did. So you can see that she's capable and they totally did. I 
by the way, I do not not like this movie. This movie is weird in that, like, I was watching one scene and I'm like, this is brilliant. The the way they're constructing these scenes together and the scope of it is awesome. And then it would go to the next part. And then it was just like, oh, man, that just looks so low budget and shitty. Like what? Like and it would kind of. So it had these like flashes of brilliance that I really enjoyed. I was and I'll, I'll say I was entertained all the way through. I had a fun time. I think. um What's his face? Henry Golding is really good. Yes. I'm glad. I'm very happy he's Snake Eyes because he plays it in like, he's like a tough guy, but he also has like a bit of a soul and you can tell he's like a good person. You know? I can't. Like you actually like him. I've never seen him in another movie where I liked him. I always just see him and I'm kind of like, yeah, there's that guy. Here, he really, he plays the part, man. I thought he was very convincing as Snake Eyes. He gives him an unexpected layer of humanity. Um, mm-hmm. there's something about him. Cause he's like, that's my thing. I'm not one of these people. Let's just get this out of the way. Like to me, it doesn't matter if snake eyes talks or not. I don't care. I want a good character. So if you're making a cool ninja movie, the guy, however you want to have this guy communicate and make me care about him. Fine. If he has to talk fine, I- I'm not going to be a stickler for that because I also think it's impossible to care about a snake eyes that doesn't talk. Yeah, exactly. Well, even when you're playing video games where you don't hear your character talk because they're trying to make it seem as though it's it's you, you don't it still feels like soulless. And there's like there's this weird non you you don't connect like you're saying. So I'm actually happy that he talked. That didn't bother me at all. Yeah, I thought he was good. Um, And I also liked the girl who played. um, She sort of gets she catches them feelings for snake eyes. Oh yeah, um, she was really good actually. I'd like her. Her name is yeah. Akiko. Uh but her her character name is Akiko. Her real name is Haruka Abe. Um She was she, really good. Really good, fun actress. Um and Esso has that's, a good character. Yeah, that's about uh, that's what I was going to say. Actually, the cast, there wasn't anyone that I was like this person's like terrible except for maybe I'll be honest like Samara Weaving as um yeah let's just talk about it let's just yeah for some reason she's i've seen her in other things and she's good but for some reason like i think it was like the line delivery and maybe that weird was it a wig it looked like a wig it was like a a bad wig to me and she just felt like a really crappy cosplay character i love samara weaving um especially with from ready or not and even Bill and Ted face the music and the, the babysitter. Like, every time I see her, I like her. She's funny. I agree with you. She's another weak point of the movie. But I think that might be... Doesn't it feel like... This is what I wanted to talk to you about, the overall G.I. Joe connection, is that... Doesn't it feel like G.I. Joe is kind of an afterthought in this movie? Yeah, I, I was about to say, like... Because they, they could have incorporated more G.I. Joe stuff into it. Like, you know, they, like we were talking before, they have that line of ninja characters they had like slice and dice and i think it would be cool to incorporate like some action maybe they were it kind of felt like maybe they were too afraid to do that because like they're like oh that's not gonna we want this to be like this elevated snake eyes movie and we yes, don't but really then you have like, like have it magic shit with like a magic jewel that can blow people up and giant snakes like the gi joe to me fits right into that over yeah. the top comic book type universe where crazy shit like that can happen and feel doesn't feel out of place at all in your ninja movie. So I'm like, why doesn't the G.I. Joe integration feel as comfortable as those other elements do? And I think it's because it feels like an afterthought. And when I say that, I'm not saying it as a criticism because I liked this movie. Like, I'm I'm giving this movie a thumbs up. It's just that I liked it as a just a straight up ninja movie. Like, I was like, this is fucking fun. I'm 
wildly entertained. Um, but as a as a GI Joe movie, I think it's a bit of a letdown because those little connections, Scarlet, um, clearly feels like she was added later. Like, like they yeah they, they didn't actually if you looked at the storyline they could have simplified it and excluded those two characters. You, like yes. you didn't need the Baroness there. And then actually it's kind of funny how she exits because she's just like ah fuck it I'm leaving. And yeah, she, she literally says fuck this yeah. and leaves the battle. And she's gone and you never see her until like that post credit scene. Yes. So it's it's kind of like they didn't need to be there. But I think you're right. They were I guess maybe toward the end of it they were like well the only real GI Joe characters we have in here are like Storm Shadow and snake eyes and like is that really enough right and i guess they're like more characters we in. need to like yeah we need to shove in more characters otherwise people are just going to be like how what we need i guess they want to get them to the other i'm assuming they're doing other origins movies well right? you would assume that mark but oh. after the box office take i don't think they will uh this movie it Fuck. lost this is people are looking at this as a really bomb. Yeah, because oh, no. old beat oh. it at the box office. Didn't beat it by much, but the difference here is that old uh, costs like nothing to make because Shyamalan has these really low budgets, like twenty mil or under. GI Joe costs hundred million dollars to make, and it made thirteen million dollars, and it lost to old. Ooh, not good. So wow. I do think people <clears throat> will discover the movie on streaming, and and I don't think it's any secret. Like I'll just tell you now. I don't even have to wait till the end of the episode. I'm recommending the movie because I think it's a lot of fun. If you want a fun, over the top, comic booky, straight up ninja movie, like fuck that it's a GI Joe movie. I I hate, almost hate that it's called GI Joe Origins. I think we would even if you want to call it Snake Eyes. Like I think the GI Joe name brings with it these expectations and a bit of this baggage. As a straight-up ninja movie, dude, it's fun, and I think it's very watchable, and it feels like one of those movies that people are going to find on Hulu in, like, a year, and they're going to watch it and watch it and watch it. This is so fun, man. It'll definitely make its money back, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. It just looks bad on paper right now, and I think that will directly affect Paramount's plans to make a make more G.I. Joe spinoff movies. And I heard what they were really trying to uh, build towards was, like, a couple G.I. Joe spinoff movies. And then I'm not kidding. This is going to sound like a joke. This is real. Tie it in with Marvel. The other Marvel. No, because they don't own Marvel. They want to tie it in, though. You're close. They want to tie G.I. Joe in with Transformers and make oh. a G.I. Joe Transformer crossover movie. I can't. I'm not going to lie. That would if they can pull that off, that would be fucking awesome. But like that you said, if sweet. this if the if the uh, box office is bad for. But actually, that's the other thing you can think of. OK, it's like you got covid. There's Delta and Lambda variants out there. So maybe people are not into going out as much because there's these new scares and regulations. Sure. Right. Plus, it's like. How many people do you think are going to go see a Snake Eyes movie, you know? It's just, I don't know, it just seems like it's sort of set up to to fail right now because of, like, what's happening with COVID, but also because it's, like, it's kind of obscure, wouldn't you say? I like agree. The- but I think, don't you feel like, to your point, if this was, like, a pre-COVID world, like, if this was 2017, I could see this movie being a sleeper hit. Yeah. Like, I could see this being a $50 million movie on a weekend. Yeah, being like, I think oh, so. Fuck it, man. We went to go see Snake Eyes, whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a fun movie, it, and it's like the costume design is pretty dope. The sets are pretty cool, like, and they do some cool comic booky GI Joe shit. Like when he went into the pit, 
there's a challenge, like, and this is what I love. And the movie paces off because they could have just set had all this cool exposition and establishing stuff, right? And then like totally like let it go in favor of other story points. But they were like, no, 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 we're gonna pay this off. The movie is structured so that for Snake Eyes to be welcomed into their ninja clan, he has to f- pass three challenges. And they keep building up the challenges. And normally in a movie, like, I don't know if it's just me, but when my ear keeps hearing people build up a challenge, I'm like, it's going to suck when we finally see <laughs> it. Because they're building it up too much. The hype is too big. And nothing you come up with is going to be as cool as the not knowing what the challenge is. Yeah. This movie doesn't fall into that trap. It actually has very clever ninja challenges and it saves the best for last because i was totally caught off guard <laughs> for the final challenge which they're like that's the last challenge man it's gonna fuck you up you're not gonna be able to walk away and they drop him into a pit and i was like <laughs> oh there's gonna be snakes because he's snake eyes but dude i had no idea like i would not have bet money i would have lost if you would have told me do you think three kaiju size <laughs> giant snakes are gonna come out it was very Conan guys. the Barbarian. I yes! was like, holy shit. But it was kind of awesome, wasn't it? In that it fantasy cool. kind of way. That's like like what you were saying with the stone and the power of the stone and how it's used, plus the snakes and having challenges. It reminded me a lot of like those old movies like Conan the Barbarian Beastmaster, where yes. there's like a set of trials for the main bad, I mean, for the main uh, character to go through before they can develop and then, you know, take on the bad guy, the main bad guy. And this movie sets that it has that very like old school feel to it, which is what I really liked about it. So there's like a bit of this nostalgia factor, not only because it's G.I. Joe, but because it's like also kind of an old story way of old style way of telling stories like those older movies, you know, which is which is really cool. Even the structure is very throwback. It's very simple. Like there were just things that appealed to me. To the point where, again, like, I wasn't even fixated that I was watching a quote-unquote G.I. Joe movie. I was just having such a novel time, like, a good time watching a straight-up ninja movie. Yeah. And I don't know why these two things go together so well, but, like, martial arts and fantasy go together really nicely. Like, those two flavors really complement each other. Again, like, we talked a bit bit about it on this podcast before, but, like, I'm pretty excited for Shang-Chi. Like, I get hyped yeah, every time I see here. that trailer. because cool. Again, we're getting a cool blend of martial arts, magic, fantasy elements, right? It also makes the martial arts more believable because they're always doing these, like, ridiculous moves. So when you add in the fantasy element, it's smooth things. It grounds things it a bit, over. Right? Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't feel as though these people are doing the impossible or they can sneak around and do certain things. So it kind of like, you're right. It actually, they do go hand in hand, which is really cool. Yeah, I will it, say... I do. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. Go ahead, please. Please. I was going to say, mine's kind of a stupid point is that I do wish that it pushed the envelope a little bit on the violence because you're seeing impacts with swords. There's no blood at all. So you don't get a sense of impact. That's the one thing I noticed with the fight scenes, at least for me. Dude, if this was 2007, you could have gotten like an unrated DVD version where they (laughs) added like extra CG blood. And they'd be like fucking blood all slashing on the front of the cover. Yeah. The main menu would be like, like blood all over it. You press play and goddamn like blood splatters on the It just starts button. leaking down the screen. <laughs> Watch it now in blood o vision. That's what it would have had. Unrated snake eyes. Um, um, oh, I miss that I also wanted shit. to talk to you about something but wait, interesting. Question though. Don't you feel as though that would have helped it a bit? You know? Um, I do, but again, it's so funny, like, 
I'm going to admit something. Sometimes I don't notice that. Like, I know a lot of people complain, and I, I don't like – you and I have talked about this. I'm not like a Christopher Nolan guy. But, like, a lot of people complain about The Dark Knight and how it has it has hard R violence aspirations, but it's, it's saddled by that PG-13. So, like, the Joker's pumping – shotgun blasts into people and there's no blood they just fall back and their shirt just kind of flies open, <laughs> right it just blasts but you know all the what's funny off. i needed somebody to point that out to me in the moment i didn't notice it it's not like my brain connected right away to go mm-hmm. hey where's that guy's blood wait a minute i was just in the scene yeah i and guess i watched too many violent <laughs> it's the same thing here like i know people are getting slashed and cut and katana blades are coming out but i until you brought it up just now, I didn't even think about it. Like it is really? kind of a bloodless movie. Yeah, it um, was. It was. The, the funny thing is, it's like I think they only probably got flagged as. Or is it a PG thirteen? PG thirteen. I think it only got flagged because Baroness says fuck. Like there's yeah. really nothing else that would oh, make this movie this, like. Yes. Yeah. It's what like did you think of Baroness? I actually liked the actress. Oh my god, she looked like she. The actress was good. Her costume was fucking awful. And I know really I was bad. saying that the costumes were good before, but there are two really bad costumes. One of them is is actually no. Scarlet is really bad. Scarlet is bad. It looks like it's armor. Fucking, it looked weird. Like, yeah, it she, looked like medieval armor. Like Camelot. it's weird. She was wearing it, and then sometimes she wasn't wearing it, and then. <laughs> And then, then she'd go back to not wearing it and having it. I don't get it. So anyway, Scarlet, a terrible outfit. Storm Shadows looked cool. His final Agreed. white outfit, dope yeah. as fuck, Very right? Cool. The cool. Snake Eyes final costume, super dope. Very Wish cool. to use it fucking earlier. Um, Baroness fucking looked like a Hot Topic reject. <laughs> she did. And then... Kenta, Kenta's final outfit with the shoulder pads that went like all the Shang way Sung. up. It or like terrible. Um, didn't it look like it would be like Ninja Turtles on ice and Shredder yeah. comes out and he would yeah. have that giant like hoop collar? You'd be like, that's the Shredder right there. It's, it's made out of paper mache, but clearly yeah. it's paper mache. They don't even try to like texture it or change it to anything different. So it just looks like absolute dog shit. I that's what his think, fucking outfit looked like. I actually think the way that the Shredder looks on the so, again, we're talking a lot about arcade cabinets this episode. <laughs> there's a shredder. I want to say it's on Turtles in Time or one of those turtle arcades where there's a shredder, but he's clearly in like a paper mache outfit. I'm going to fucking look that up. Oh, shit. By the way, do you remember? I'm going to sound like a, a fucking pig saying this, but when I was a kid, oh, God. Uh-huh. there was an arcade cabinet and it was like some jungle thing where it's like some guy swinging on some branches to save some girl. But they had like the girl on the outside of the cabinet, and it's just like this scantily clad woman with like giant breasts. And as a kid, that's like your first time seeing it. So I was like, wow, I had like a crush on this like drawing of this ill <laughs> on the booby drawing with like gigantic breasts, like a big ass. <laughs> no, thank you. Canceled. Mark, I'm going to share my screen with you. It's the part of the show. I'm going to share my screen. Mark, I found Long it. I found bell. the guy. There he is. Yeah, wow, that looks terrible. We're looking That's at real Shredder. He's I think it's on the side of Turtles in Time. But oh there's a Shredder God. that looks like he's literally in a wife beater sweatpants. Wait, that's the actual you know what? That looks like those cheap outfits. You know how you can get like a full Halloween costume for like $25? <laughs> And it includes like every component to the character, but it's total shit. That's what this fucking thing looks so like. So if you want to look look at what we're talking about at home, just search, just Google Shredder TMNT cabinet, 
and you will see the shredder i'm talking about he's he's like oh my god that's he looks atrocious. like he's in shredder pajamas <laughs> anyway yeah, that's what <laughs> that's shredder what when he goes last, to bed <laughs> that's what kenja's last um outfit looked like when he arrived oh um my god. i will just say and i don't think it's crazy i'm just gonna say it i'm just gonna fucking say it this movie snake eyes so far has had my favorite action of any summer movie we've seen this summer Wait, it's got better action of... than f9 yeah, it's got better action than that. black widow it's got better action than tomorrow war it's got really enjoyable action when i, I tell like that highway that, sequence by the way Yes, where they're on the bikes, was, it looks fucking awesome. And, and they were using the bikes basically as, as torpedoes to hit the other cars. Yes, that was fucking great. There were some cool. Sh- there were some cool set pieces in this movie. Like that's one thing. And again, Schwanky don't play. Uh, when he has cool set pieces like this, he really brings it to a different level. Like you could tell, there's sort of a different point of view. It almost feels like when they used to let music video directors make movies back in the 90s. Oh, like, yes, yeah. When Alex Proyas, like, you have shots and scenes where you're like, this isn't shot like a movie. He's making really visual art around a scene. That's kind of how it feels here in Snake Eyes. Like, there were some cool choices, very unconventional, but the action looked spectacular. There's actually um, a lot of throwbacks to, like, you know, the old school samurai films like yes. some of those shots like the group shots they looked dope i did wish that the bad guy had more henchmen that were like more of a challenge Expendable. for snake eyes <laughs> yeah. you know like like i was saying before like have slice and dice in there and make their uniform oh like, have were... like more character like yeah give these that, two that's guys your opportunity to throw in some more yeah exactly because it's okay if it is in japan it's all ninjas right and you had this lineup of toys that was ninjas modernize them and incorporate them because that would be fucking cool oh like you like, mean like, like one guy has like a, a twirling sword weapon or something yeah something something cool just something to like kind of cool like a street some, fighter character or yeah something. exactly yeah so Wait, but the, the what i like about this movie is it has like do you remember like willow those old movies they have like this is the specific bad guy these are the the things that the main characters to go through and it doesn't it just stays the same it's like a nice linear easy to understand story so this movie's got that going for it. Not to compare it really to Willow, but, you know. Um, I just want to say that there are a bunch of ninjas in the G.I. Joe universe, in addition to Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes. There's Black Dragon Ninja, Ninja Viper, Shadow Strike, Slice. Yes, Shadow Strike. That Vipra, Jinx. Yes, Jinx was one of the first ones. I think that was one of the first, like, women characters you can get in in the G.I. Joe universe, right? Oh, she was actually in one of the movies, it looks like. Was she in Retaliation? Oh, was she? Because it's this girl, Jinx. Uh, it looks like for she... The, for the... Uh, yeah, the she cat. was in G.I. Joe Retaliation. She was played by the same actress that played Elektra in the Daredevil TV show. It's oh, this wow. girl. Oh, Elodie, okay. I Elodie remember Elodie Young her, yeah. is her name. She plays Jinx. I remember getting that toy. I think you had to get it from like turning in UPC codes or something. <laughs> and my you brother to turn yourself to do it. into the authorities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there she is. She looks cool. <laughs> That's Jinx. Look um... at how low budge her costume looks, though. There's like, <laughs> it's just a belt. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh wow her costume looks terrible in that movie oh okay mark now hold on i'm gonna take you off screen share because i want to play a little trivia with you uh oh we I'm did this on looking. our space jam episode and i would like to do it now too mark what was the name oh i need some like i need some fucking <laughs> music here drum rolls and shit <laughs> let's get some like good music for mark hang on we can dance if we want to. Mark, come on down. <laughs> Wait, it just cut off? <laughs> yeah, it's royalty free. That's how I do you. <laughs> Mark, come on down. You're the next contestant on Name That Dog. We did it last oh, week. Oh, no. Marvin the Martian, where we found out the name of his dog was Canine. Mark, what is the name of Snake Eyes' dog? He had a dog. He had a fucking a... dog? Snake Eyes had a dog. Do you not remember this? No. Okay. Shit. Well, Wait, if I fucking... show you a picture never of the dog. came with the dog. <laughs> if I show you a picture of the dog, you're going to know. You're going to see his name. Wait, did the toy come Maybe with... I can. Wait, maybe I can shrink it down. Hang on. Oh, God damn it. No, you'll see his name up there. Mark, he, he hung out with a wolf, not a dog. Oh, wow. What was the name of Snake Eyes' pet wolf? Any idea? None. And, uh, imagine. I, got, some... I don't. Do you remember anything with, with this wolf? Here we go. We don't have access to uh, suitable <laughs> game show music. So, Mark, you have until the Here's end of the Here's a three-minute G.I. Joe song. Here's a five-hour set. G.I. Joe karaoke. Can you name? <laughs> God, it's so long. Okay, I can't listen to it anymore. <laughs> His name is it's Timber. Like a Broadway tune. His what? His name is Timber. Oh, Timber Wolf. Ar har har har. See, Snake Eyes has a wolf, a, a companion that he... Fuck, he wow, with. I don't even remember that. I believe but, he's in the movies, too. Uh, Timber is his name. Damn. And... Wait, can you go back to that other shot with the toy? Sure. Hang on. Let's see here. Like the, the old there school one? Wow. Timber is the name of Snake Eyes' wolf, and I believe he's in the first movie, Rise of Cobra. Shit, I'm stupid. I didn't remember that at all. <laughs> God damn it. Mark, you're in a good, <laughs> you're in good company because... I also didn't remember that until I started <laughs> looking up pictures of him for our Instagram. And I was like, who's this fucking dog? <laughs> and just like Marvin the Martian, for whatever reason, it caught my eye. And I was like, why do you have a dog? <laughs> yeah, do you remember? I don't remember the dog in the cartoon. Yeah, I was probably not paying attention because I'm an idiot. <laughs> Let's see. Snake Eyes, Timber, cartoon. Let's see. Well, Mark, get ready to be called a liar. God damn it. Because he's in the cartoon. Fuck. <laughs> Gotta be kidding me. <laughs> Mark, um, so with that deviation out of the way, it feels like, do you have anything else you want to say about uh, G.I. Joe or Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins? I was going to there was a couple things I wanted to say about it. I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't like, I was a bit disappointed because I wanted more spectacular, you know? But I will say, you're right. Th this movie has a shit ton of action sequences in it. And but you can sort of tell when they go low budget. Do you the, do you remember when when he's about to escape with Tommy and he jumps into the speedboat and you're like, yes, speedboat chase. Yeah. Sort of like 
Indiana Jones style. That would be fucking dope. Yes. This is a cool location to have a speedboat chase. No, he runs off, goes to this other boat to attack the guy. Then Snake Eyes runs back and they get in a fucking stupid truck crash. And that and truck the police save them. Not only that, that Ugh. truck is part of a really weird visual gag that I didn't like where all the bad guys shove their swords into yes. the truck and they're driving around with all these blades in the... And there's more swords than bad guys. Yes, there were like eight bad guys, but there were about 50 swords. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a little too many swords. Too many and swords. And that's... Uh, like, how is, that a, how is that the conclusion to a fight scene is you get saved by the local police? <laughs> that's fucking <laughs> stupid, right? That's a... <laughs> Like, that's how they get out of it. It sounds so sad when you say it like that. <laughs> It's not that sad, we just want to say. Mark is making it seem a lot sadder than it is. It's a fun movie. Uh, I want to just... Uh, <laughs> we'll just bring it to an end here, because I'm sure we'll think of other things as we as we continue the show, but um, I highly recommend Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins. I don't think it's going to be for everybody. Clearly, we like Robert Schwenke and we like R.I.P.D. and Red and movies that other people don't like for some odd reason. So if you <laughs> like those movies or if you like fun or if you just like ninja movies, dude, get ready. I think you're going to have a good time. Um, and I encourage you to give this movie a shot because I do think uh, you will have a good time. That's my recommendation. I, I actually think you should see it in theater. I think it is a theater-worthy movie because there's enough good cinematography in there to warrant going to the big screen. Plus, the sound mix was good. I have to compare it to sound mix now just because I'm at home. And I think it's definitely a movie that I would sit further. I think I sat a little too close. That was Same. I sat way mistake too close for this. Because I was like, oh, if someone pulls this, is a, because this, this is like people suck. So I was like, okay, these there's a group of people sitting in the middle. And if they put on their cell phones, I'm going to see it. So if I sit in front of them, then I want to I'll, I'll, maybe if no they problem. talk, all I'll have to deal with was talking and not someone pulling out a phone. So I was like, I'll just sit up a little bit closer. And then after that, actually, the first scene with the dad in the house, I was like, OK, this is doable. And that first action se- sequence happened oh. in that fight club that they were having with the big dude. And I was like, oh, my God, this was a huge mistake, but I was too lazy to move back. (laughs) But anyway, I think it's worth seeing in the theater because it is it's a good looking film. To me, it reminded me a bit of like Unleashed. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So like the cinematography or the the look of the film felt a bit more European. It didn't feel or Japanese. That's the swanky style. Yeah. It didn't feel like an American film, which was nice. Yes. So. It was kind of like, it almost felt like they did, like, they're trying to be this elevated comic book movie. And it really worked in certain, like I said, it works on and off. There are certain scenes where you're like, wow, I can see this being like, this movie feels big. And then, so there's a lot of good moments in it. So I think I would, I'd recommend it too. Plus it's just, it's just fun. It's just fun. And Henry Golding is so much fun to watch as Snake Eyes. I think he's perfect. And I honestly, I know it hasn't done well, like you said, at the box office, but I really would be, I would watch a second one with him in it. I agree. I want to see him for reals. I want Snake Eyes now in the suit versus Storm Shadow in the suit. Yes. Fighting. And there's, and that's, and it kind of, it feels like it has to happen because 
Storm Shadow suit looks dope. Snake Eyes suit looks dope. And they finally get these two suits in the last part of the movie. To be honest, when they, when they were having their little scuffle in the dojo or like uh, in front of the grandmother, I thought there was going to be like a fight scene like that. And then it was just like him going off in the motorcycle. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, damn it. But dude, what? Did, uh, well, that's that's the let's talk about that too because really quick, what did you think of? You got to look briefly at the new Snake Eyes suit. How do you think it compares Looks to the suits in the previous movies? Dope. That is like the best Snake Eyes suit out of all of them. It looks fantastic. I agree. I with thought you it looked 100%. awesome. That's why I was that. There's a part of me that doesn't want to recommend. Here's the thing: is if they don't have that second movie, it would be very hard for me to recommend this one because you don't really get any closure. But here's the other thing: he doesn't kill the guy that killed his father. He lets that guy go. Then fucking Storm Shadow. He doesn't have a fight with him. He kind of goes his own way. There's no real conclusion there. But no. But you see, I disagree. He has to not kill the guy. So that he can pass the snake challenge at the end so they don't fucking eat him. And it feels like a fitting conclusion to the subplot of, hey, I want to kill this guy. We didn't even talk about the fact that, by the way, Snake Eyes is being fully deceptive the whole movie and working secretly against the ninja clan. That's how good Henry Golding is. Even though he's kind of like a double agent in the movie, you still root for Snake Eyes. You like him. Yeah. Or if it, um, you know what it feels like? It feels like he just got caught up in something and he's not purposely trying to do something harmful. It's just yes. something that he got it's caught up It's just the means into. to his own end. He wants yeah. to catch that guy so bad. Yeah. Cause he does, he fucks up that clan big time. I some did of the want... stuff that Snake Eyes did resulted in a lot of ninjas dying from yeah. that fucking clan. Like ninjas who have spent their lives. Yeah, just to like train and do this died because of his decisions. That's why I kind of like it actually makes sense, though, because now Storm Shadow is pissed off because he's kind of seen as like being welcomed into the family. And then Storm Shadow is kind of seen as being removed from the family just because he happened to use the stupid stone. And if he didn't use a fucking stone, everything would have been a okay. He gave in, Mark. He broke the rules of the jewel. Yeah, <laughs> He's not supposed to use it. The grandma said, "Don't use it," and he did it anyway. I kind of like though, that that honor that honor system plays out though, and he because I thought that it would be like all oh, is forgiven, but no, they were like, "Fuck you, you're you go." Get no, the there's fuck real consequences in the movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I and she like, like straight up says it too. She is just like, "Well, guess I'm the last one that's gonna lead the clan because your ass is out." Yeah, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's that's fucking harsh." Shwanky don't play. Shwanky don't play that. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. That's our review for Snake Eyes. If you think of other things, we could. I just figured I'd move us into the second part of the show. Oh, I'm actually I'm all down for the second part of the show because let's do it. I got a good recommendation. I figured we'd do the get Rex, and to do that, we have to play the bumper. (laughs) Mark, I hope you're ready. Oh, here we go. Here we go. There you go. Nice and what? neat. Nice Dude, and neat. no awkward silence anymore? God no. damn it. I missed that. That shit was hilarious. What? <laughs> <laughs> how did it go first? <laughs> All right. Just one for the old school fans. Here we yes. go. Let's do Get Wrecked old school style. Well, what do you recommend? <laughs> Oh my god! 
do I recommend? There you go. Why is that so You got long? not one, but two get wrecked. Oh my god, that's episode. fucking hilarious. Holy shit. I can't. Wow, that was every like week. really long. <laughs> Some of it, part of me feels as though like every time you played that original one you had just extended it even longer <laughs> just to see what would happen i slowed it down by 50 percent every week <laughs> it felt like at a time holy shit mark do you have any movies that you what are you yes. watching things you want to recommend i do actually i have one awesome movie to recommend and i only can recommend it because you recommended it to me and that was the stepfather which was yeah it was kind of like it was it gave me the same vibe as arachnophobia it's just like this kind of like movie that i guess it's sort of like been passed to time sort of right like i don't i never really heard about this i haven't heard about the stepfather at all until you mentioned it i think and you're uh, like i just saw this amazing movie i know of it um, I had not seen it before. The only reason I knew of it was because I was scrolling through Netflix and there is a remake of the movie. Um, oh, there is. They oh. remade it in 2009 oh. and it looks awful. And Who's in I, it? It's like a bunch of nobodies. It's like people I don't <laughs> recognize. And I was like, uh, and I remember reading the plot and I was like, God, this sounds familiar. Like I had never seen the original Stepfather, but my mind knew the video like knew the cover the box art of the vhs tape oh is it kind of one of those like, things it's like you've seen the poster and you've possibly seen the trailer so yes. you know exactly it's like so oh this by thing association existed. i feel as if i know the movie even though i haven't seen it and in my gut i even said out loud to jess i was like hey i think this is a remake so lo and behold i look it up long story short we find the original and i was like hey this sounds good let's just watch it on a whim we should say this is the stepfather from 1987. It's directed by Joseph Rubin and it stars Terry O'Quinn. And for Who's all you lost amazing. people out there, John Locke is the stepfather. Oh shit. That's where you know him from, buddy. I knew I was trying to like put my finger on it. It's like this guy's face looks so familiar, but he has hair. John Locke, my friend. He's phenomenal as this character, too. By he, the way, we... It's so funny, for as unlikable as John Locke was, is as likable as Jerry the Stepfather is, even though he's a <laughs> psycho. He's, like, the most likable psychopath performance I've ever seen. You know, can I tell you, can I admit something that's going to probably make me seem like an idiot or crazy, but in the back of my mind, I was just like, oh, please, I hope his family doesn't disappoint them. So disappoint him so he can let them live and they can just have a nice life. Cause you can see there's these parts of him that like, he knows how to play like the compassionate stepfather that knows he's like kind of playing second fiddle, you know, cause he's sort of always seen as an outsider. So you he actually the one stuck giving her rides and shit. Yeah. And like buying her a dog, but it kind of feels like, didn't it feel like to you that, he legitimately wanted to be part of the family. And like, I don't know if maybe I'm just compassionate with a psychopath, but part <laughs> of me was like, he seems like he's legitimately trying, you know, and maybe these, I mean, she's, of course the daughter's going to have a weird creeped out reaction. I mean, that makes sense too, but you could, but it never felt like he was doing it in a creepy way. It always kind of felt like he was. It felt legitimately like he was trying. an alien trying to yeah exactly he just didn't have like the social graces to do it but you could see the thought was there it was the execution may have been a little bit like off yes and his wiring gets a little crossed like if he if something doesn't 
immediately hit that level of perfection. He snaps and he starts yelling. Like when she sees him in the garage, he doesn't know she's there. Oh, that and he's scene like, is fucking creepy the way screaming. they shot. Yeah, he's like, oh, fucking go, oh, go. Like, and she's hiding in the shadows with the ice cream, afraid to come out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That movie is brilliantly shot. It's great. Too. And it's, um, it's a bit of a slow burn, but you know what I love is it's a it's not a traditional slasher movie i would say it's more of a thriller movie with horror yeah because it's not that, like you see like basically like the aftermath that opening scene that's the bloodiest the movie gets yeah that's as violent as it gets but it it sets you up for the movie but it doesn't you're not disappointed that you saw something that crazy in the beginning right? no because like, the ending's totally different it's like a roller coaster yeah. ride where oh yeah you have this great set piece in the house where she's running from him trying to get into the attic he falls through yes. she's got to chase him out of the bathroom and there was a jump scare this fucking got me man when the mom, because he hits the mom, and she's at the bottom of the stairwell, and she calls yes. out to the girl. She's like, Stephanie. And you're like, oh, shit. She's in the clear. And I, it, the way it was framed, it was like camera up the stairs. The girl's about to take a step down, and I was like, that fucker's going to jump out. I was waiting, <laughs> waiting. And even the even if you know it's going to happen, it still shocks you when he jumps out with that knife. <laughs> Scared the fucking shit out of me. You know what that was kind of a throwback to, though? Do you remember that Audrey Hepburn movie, Wait Until Dark? I've never Have seen you... Wait Until Dark. Oh, shit. Okay, so there's an amazing jump scare in that movie. Watch. If you haven't, Wait Until Dark is fantastic it's one of the best horror movies i think it was like it's a 1960s movie but it's phenomenal that Shit. movie is i will recommend that movie even though i haven't seen it in like a few years hold on but let me yes. just check and see uh for people at home the movie is wait until dark i'm gonna see if it's available anywhere on streaming oh HBO and it max. is you can watch it on hbo max right now for free Shit, i kind of i'm gonna watch that again maybe wait until dark but yeah the stepfather was like it reminded me of it kind of feels like one of those movies that should have been like it's like a it looks like a B and C movie just because of like the poster design, how the character looks. And but this to me could have been an A-list horror movie today. You know, yes. it's the way it feels it's, like an it A24 looks, yeah. kind of movie, right? It's like the the disguises he uses. There's nothing half-assed in this movie, right? Like it doesn't feel low budget at all. There's nothing felt like half-assed at all. Like no. the makeup effects they use for when he disguises himself to like move on to the next family like they look like when he pulled the hair off and put the mustache on that like legit threw me off i was like what the fuck that is yes. awesome this the it man is a literal real. master of disguise yes like it's he's so a cool. chameleon that blends yeah we had such a good time watching the stepfather and it was just such an out there movie um Jess and I looked at each other after, and I was like texting you immediately. I was like, I have to tell Mark to watch this movie because I think he would really get a kick <laughs> out of it. And she goes, oh, they made a sequel. Let's not watch that. Let's not spoil it because this was such a nice surprise. The next night rolls in through the weekend, and we were like, come on. Should we just watch Stepfather 2? Don't you want to watch Stepfather 2? <laughs> and we did. Oh, and I, shit. I won't spoil anything because I know you haven't watched it yet, right? Yeah, I, I got – I well, here's the thing is I watched it and I liked that movie so much I immediately started to watch the second one. And then I got – I had to wake up early for work, so I had to shut it off. But I got halfway through. And for a sequel, it's not bad. 
So far, so good. Dude, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's not as good as the first movie, but there are some great set pieces and great kills in it. Um, it's definitely more of a slasher in the second uh-huh. one, but Jerry is great, and Terry O'Quinn delivers a delightful performance. Um, he's, it's, it's so the, fun. He's I can't wait to hear your to thoughts it. on it. By the way, are you going to watch? There's a third one, right? Yes, but it doesn't star Terry O'Quinn, and I was reading oh. about this. after We enjoyed Stepfather 2 so much. We were like, should we watch Stepfather 3? And it's on Tubi, by the way. And I was like, I'm not fucking watching this movie on Tubi. Fucking forget it. I will only watch TV shows on Tubi. I refuse to watch movies on Tubi. I refuse. (laughs) I was looking it up, and apparently Terry O'Quinn was like, I'm not coming back. I'm not doing any more Stepfather movies. I did all that business. Um, So they had to recast him. And instead of just pulling a RoboCop 3 and saying, hey, it's Murphy. It's the same guy, even though it's a different actor the Jerry character undergoes facial reconstruction surgery. So he has oh, an explanation boy. as to why he looks that way. It already, exactly. That was my reaction already. I'm like, I don't want to see stepfather three because I enjoyed stepfather one and stepfather two so much. Did it get good reviews that? No, second, no, the third no. One? It's the worst reviewed of the series. <laughs> well, that's actually kind of good. I like that. It's like, okay, they, it, he, it ran its course. It has good, two good movies. I don't, I probably will. I'll and I'm, and I'm one. not at all curious about the remake is one I never need to watch. Like I could see a time and place where I eventually watch stepfather three, just out of morbid straight yeah. to video curiosity. That, that part of me that likes new world pictures and Vestron video, <laughs> get out and watch it, you know, but like, I never need to see that Fakakta remake. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm over it. I'll be honest with you. I think that the stepfather is such a good movie that, if they remade it with a budget and a good actor, yeah. like a named actor, who would you who would you cast as Jerry? It's such a unique you'd have to be someone who's kind of like a chameleon. Like I would actually, to be honest, I, Gary Oldman would be fucking awesome. Gary Oldman, the only other person I can think that's like a chameleon is like Willem Dafoe. Oh, that would be great, Willem Dafoe. But he's also a little creepy, a little so it's kind of like yeah, yeah, he has to look like everyday dad. Kind of vibe. You know who could do it, and he kind of did it in the guest. Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens would be good. He would be. Dennis Quaid would be awesome. I think. Oh, that's interesting. Like he's done some like psycho home movies recently. He did. Dude, you could. You could. Was fun. Gender bend it and piss everyone off. I don't know if you would. If that. (laughs) Sorry, I don't know why I said that. Why did I bring that up? I'm sorry. Didn't I? They actually did that already. Wasn't that that uh, that David Fincher movie with what's Rosamund Pike? No, thank you. Canceled. Uh, <laughs> are you talking <laughs> Gone Girl? Yeah, Gone Girl. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> so annoying. Just stop. Just stop it. <laughs> oh man. Men deserve Jet, proper Jet. characters. Women deserve their own proper characters. Just give everybody the characters. Non-binary, get your own characters. Everybody deserves their own unique characters. Stop bending things. We don't need to bend <laughs> things anymore. Stop it. It's annoying. It pisses everyone off, and then all we can do is fucking talk about it. <laughs> Mark, do you have anything else on your get rest? <laughs> Man, I can't, I can't lie. I've put movies on the... Well, because I've had to wake up early for work, and I usually can't like i i can't do i like trying to watch a movie all the way through so i've been i was just if i have since i haven't that much time i've just been watching like um i always mix up all the shows because there's so many of them but uh hell's kitchen i I keep watching that shit i'm up to like 
season five now. Did you get past the van season yet? Yeah, I did. Oh yeah. my god, that guy sucked. <laughs> there was like this, there was like a couple seasons where it just got into like all the guys were like, or just actually both teams, like because he splits them in guys and girls, and they were just all ass hats to each other. So it's kind of fun watching these people scream at each other. Uh, I did like, want to call out yelling at each other. I did want to call out a couple other movies that I watched. Uh, that I would include on my Get Wrecked, a brand uh -huh. new movie. I was in a real documentary mood. I haven't watched, I have not watched the Val Kilmer documentary, but I want to. Val. I'm oh, that's the, did I send that, that to you on Instagram? That the yes. trailer for that? It looked it's like shit. They had one, a yes, lot of you were the one who showed behind me the that. scenes footage on that. It looks great. I have not watched, but I did watch another documentary that I wanted to name check really quick called Woodstock 99 Peace, Love, and Rage. Isn't that an old one? No, Didn't they did. They've done documentaries on the nineties. They have, Woodstock. but this is part of a new. I think it's. I thought it was its own thing, but I guess it's part of a series they're doing a docu series on HBO called Music Box. And Ugh. Bill Simmons. Um, it's like how many know filthy him. hippies do you have to see? Bill Simmons. Uh, no, 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 Mark. I'm not talking about Woodstock '69. There's no hippies present. Oh, I'm no, 90, about... 99 was a shit show. My friend went there when they were burning everything down. Yes, I'm talking about that. That's what this is. It's a documentary about Woodstock 99 that portrays Fred Durst as like a villain. Oh, wow. Incited the crowd uh, as as they also suggest Kid Rock did the same thing. Although, well, I mean, like, if you, you read those names out, it's sort of like, yeah, that makes sense. It's just, this doesn't sound like too much of a mystery. <laughs> I'm going to say the, the documentary itself, if you're remotely interested or you remember that Woodstock 99 and the people burning all the towers down and rioting as like Rage Against the Machine was playing. Um, if that sounds remotely interesting to you, you will enjoy it. I enjoyed it, even though I didn't agree with some of the points that the um, talking heads made. They they seem to be like, it you know purposefully like painting, uh certain concert goers in a negative way that I thought was kind of silly. It's, I think I saw a trailer for this because I did watch that. Is this a Netflix thing you said? No, HBO Max. HBO Max. So I did. So I read. I think I where was it that I, I saw some some sort of article that I don't know if they mentioned that particular document, but they were like that Woodstock was a lot worse than what people think. Is that true? Um, so I always thought the worst of it. So to me, I was kind of surprised by how tame it was. Oh, really? I expected okay. like full Lord of the Flies anarchy with like people's heads on pikes and people marching <laughs> around like to you know as like Kid people Rock are, like as bullets. Kid Rock storms out and he's like, my name is Kid. <laughs> And people are like eating people's entrails. That's what I thought it was gonna be. It's like one it's big guar concert. <laughs> yes, it's like a hellscape and guar like some. Oh my god, my my friend just said it was gross. It was like everyone was covered in mud. And this like well, toilets apparently were it wasn't disgusting. just mud because the the porta potties were filled up on the first day, and people were thinking they were rolling around in mud when they were actually rolling around in human shit. <laughs> It's true. I thought it was an interesting documentary. I don't agree with everything that was said in it, but it was fun to kind of take a time capsule back to 1999 and see like original Kid Rock and Fred Durst come out and people unironically being excited about it. I thought that was kind yeah. Of I know funny. that is that must be that must be so weird because it was like, a fucking time warp, man. The mu music and people from that period, like 
the the people that yes. we grew up with music wise were fucking weird. We had like some weird ass fucking music. Alice in Chains and like Corn. Yes. Oh, Corn is in it. They play Jonathan Davis. They interview him. Does he now? have his microphone that H.R. Geiger built for him? No, he's just talking normally. It looks like he's in like a an office. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like Jonathan Davis. Like, <laughs> like does he have like glasses job. now? And he's wearing like he's a like suit. I work at H and R Block. <laughs> Come on in. You guys here for your? Oh, you're the crew. Um, I will say some of the journalists, like music journalists, are insufferable already and incredibly pretentious. And there are some things that were said that I was like. Get the fuck out of here. Um, were you just were you actually screaming at the screen? I was a little bit because it was just so ham fisted and it's exactly what you think it is, but I yeah, won't there's say too a, much there's about moments that. in documentaries where I've just been like, shut the fuck up and can we get to the next interesting person, please? Yes. They're like it's just funny how they're trying to rewrite history a little bit. But some some truly awful things did happen at Woodstock ninety nine. There were a ton of uh, in addition to property damage, rioting, fires, there were deaths, there were missing persons, there were a ton of um, horrible sexual assaults. Like, it was hell on earth for the people that were there. But the whole time I was screaming at my TV, why don't you just leave? Why wouldn't you just go home? You can go home, right? You're not locked in. You can leave whenever you want. Do they interview anyone that went there? The, yes. the attendees. There are a couple of attendees they interview, um, and they follow the friends of this one guy who, spoiler, died at the event. You kind of, it's kind of obvious right away because they are they speak it's about like, him. Oh, in how the past come they tense. never interview this friend? <laughs> well, they're already talking about him in the past tense, and they're the way that they, the way the guy opens the interview, it's like very clear the friend is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was interesting, especially again, like I he died I really, because he didn't want to leave the horrific festival. <laughs> it was like something freaky weird. Like he was so overheated that his body started to go through hypothermia. Like it, it started to lower his blood pressure started to lower and his body temp lowered. So he started to feel weird and the ambulance assumed he was having like a drug overdose or like fucking hippie came from Woodstock guy saying he's all cold. It's like a million degrees outside. Let's paddle him. And they paddled him and he died. It's not a joke. It's it's horrible. It's not a joke. Uh, But that kind of sad shit really did happen. In addition to a bunch of other gruesome, horrible acts. But again, if you want a silly time of like, I want to see Limp Biscuit incite a riot, maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, that sounds the exact opposite. <laughs> Woodstock 99, I, I was entertained. And I thought By it was way, a pretty decent documentary. If you like um, 90s like documentaries of that 90s period, LA 92 is fucking phenomenal. If you haven't seen that oh, doc. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. I'm going to check that out. Really is that about uh, the gangster rap, like Biggie? No, no, it's about the LA riots. Oh shit! Okay, all right. I'll add it so to my list. I've been that was I've been like, in a real documentary mood lately. Oh man, I think you'll love this one then. Okay, it's cool. It, what it does is it um, it takes the events that happened. Like I think the um, what was it? I think it's in the '60s. Their footage is from, but they take like footage of you know what happened with race relations in the past in the U.S. And they compare it with the riots of LA 92. And it's like that you can see all the parallels. And it's like in your head, you're like, holy fuck, nothing changed. Wow. It's kind of scary. 
Um, but I'm it's, add it's that really well made list. because it's not like it's not I don't if I recall correctly, there's not it's just footage of that time. So you're not really getting like, you know, you're just kind of watching the news footage as it happens. It's really cool. I've, I think you should watch it. It's it's interesting to see how all these events unfold in the parallel. So I have added it to my watch list. Give that one a shot. I think um, it moves the other really well. movie I wanted to recommend is also a documentary. I told you I was in a real documentary. Damn, you're on a mood. total docu kick. Shit. Um, I watched a movie called Closed for Storm. Have you ever heard of this? No, I'm going to look it up. Though. It's a documentary about my homeland, New Orleans. We were oh, supposed shit. to get a Six Flags amusement park, and we did. It was called Jazzland. I'm from New Orleans, by the way, in case people don't realize that. I was just going to say it. I'm from New Orleans. No. Uh, we finally got an amusement park. It was called Jazzland, and it was kind of profitable for, like, the three years it was open. Then when Hurricane Katrina hit, the park was evacuated, fully submerged, and completely destroyed. And Holy now shit. it just sits there. It's this abandoned amusement park. You can see these giant roller coaster tracks and ride vehicles and signage. That's where the movie gets its title from. If you pass the signage of Jazzland, it literally still says, I, I believe, closed for storm. Damn. Um, it's like everything is frozen in time. And I think the guy who made the documentary is like a pretty famous YouTuber, like an urban explorer who goes to these abandoned sites and captures footage. And it's like... It's like a bomb went off. Like he goes into Jazzland and it's literally like everything is exactly where people left it that day fleeing from the storm. There's uh, like a it, dead body in a Ferris wheel. No, like, like literally ah. there are like papers like gently on the edge of a copier. Like clearly somebody's desk chair was turned a certain way as they were getting out. Um, it's so really they just bizarre. fucking ditched this place. And yeah, you that. tour the site. You get to see the sort of dead bones of this amusement park that's still you know standing there and they get into a bit of the politics of like well why isn't anybody cleaning it up or why isn't anybody taking down in short it's like the bureaucracy and red tape of getting something like that removed is so complex basically these people are cheap that it will always just stay there so it's like this weird graveyard just sits there does somebody own this place um yes it's technically owned i believe by um Six Flags, which has gone bankrupt, and another company like a um, amusements company, um, and it's not worth now. It it's more expensive to remove the construction and remove the stuff from the site than it would be just to leave it. Wow! So it just sits there. It's pretty crazy. It's got some really insane visuals. If you're into abandoned stuff i know that's like a whole subgenre of youtube videos people like oh yeah urban and, exploration they yeah, call it if you're it's into cool. urban exploration um definitely check out closed for storm i think i i watched it on google play for like two bucks is it, it like feature length feature length movie feature length documentary it's shot in 4k it looks great some of the shots they you know that's like typical now of, of documentaries they use those drone shots but here they use it really well because you have to go up high to get on that roller coaster. Like they're able to get um, visual access that uh, only would only be possible with a drone. This sounds um, pretty cool. It's cool. Close for Storm is uh, is one I want to recommend. Um, and that's it for me for new movies. I told you I was on like a fucking giant documentary kick, and I was gonna watch Val before we did the show, and then I just ran out of time. I think I'm actually gonna probably wind up watching it tomorrow. Oh, I might do the same so we can talk about it on the next show. Yeah, man. I still need to watch 
pig. Uh, it's finally yeah, playing so near wait, me. Did you? Oh, so you haven't gone back then? I okay. haven't gone. It's finally playing near me. I think I'm going to check it out. Um, you know what? Maybe I'll check that out Friday. Are you excited to see yes. it? Yes. Oh, fuck yes. I okay, love Nick. Cool. You know, I love Nick Cage. Yeah. I love Neon. I'm excited about. I think the trailer. I really, really want to talk to someone about it. Yeah, I want to see what all the fuss is about because I've done really well. I've not read a single thing about it. I oh, haven't good. even read any reviews. Yeah, don't don't. Yeah, so the trailer's I know nothing perfect. about it. The trailer yeah. doesn't give away much, which is great. Yeah, that trailer is really like a tone poem. Just yeah. sort of like you sort of get. It's a, actually the. I thought that trailer was like this really nice character study. Like you really get the feel for who he is before you watch the movie, which is like. I'd rather have that than them like giving every fucking story every element story away. Boy, yeah. Like I, I watched some trailer recently. I think it was the one with um it's that new movie with Michael Keaton. Oh that, the protege. The protege, thank you. So that trailer that like, gave every fucking thing away. It's like, you know, Sam Jackson gets killed. You know, she's going back for revenge. It's like, you know, the whole fucking story. You know, Michael Keaton has a crush on her. He tries to bring her on a date. I was like, is this five different movies? Yeah, I know. Um, Speaking of trailers I saw before Snake Eyes, I did see a trailer for a movie I thought looked pretty good, but I was like, this is like a total like grown-up 40-year-old movie. It's it's called Stillwater. It's the Matt Damon movie. Yes! It looks fun. It looks good, right? I, lo- I thought it looked surprisingly good. I was like, fuck, that's a, it's a I love that. Like the American overseas yes. thriller. That's one of my favorite genres. And he's fucking great. Yeah. And the trailer doesn't give too much with, away. Um, w- women in an international prison movie. Like, do you remember that Claire Danes movie? Um, it's like trapped in, not trapped in Paris. It's like broke down, broke down palace was what yes, it was called. Yes, broke down palace. Yes. Yes. It's <laughs> like a that, women yeah. in international prison movie, which is a subgenre. Yeah. The titles in the subgenre. But uh, I remember that was the big one in our time. And Claire Danes, there was a moment in the trailer where she slaps the fence and she goes, I didn't do it. Do you remember that? <laughs> Wait, I want to find that trailer. She like Please smacks the fence. And I was always like, oh, <laughs> Why did that make me feel strange? I mean, it is a women in prison movie. Yeah, but... <laughs> this one crosses both those. It's like international American trying to save his daughter plus yeah. women's prison movie. I also like that they make that. They're very open about that. They're like, you stupid American. Yo, yeah, right here, you are nothing but an American. You must like, respect the ways of France. You're a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> right. Wait, wait. Gotta get you both out of here. You wanna tell me about Nick Parks? The cops think the girls made him up. You're the one carrying the bag. Yeah, the bag you packed. First I thought it was Alice. Alice was never even alone with him. He's done it a hundred times, and you're just 101. You did it, didn't you? You ruined my whole life! I didn't do it! (laughs) I told you to, and I told you! (laughs) I fucking told you this! Holy shit! Wait, when was the last time you saw that trailer? Damn, how the fuck did I mean, you remember it's that? It's gotta be 10 years. Wow. Oh, I just remember I that moment <laughs> in the trailer because it's like <laughs> I remember Dude, like, everyone looks like like they don't know how to act in that trailer. It's weird. Not only that, this uh, did you realize the, this girl is Kate Beckinsale? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Dude, Dude, she looks like look. 100 times. And you're just 101. You did it, didn't you? You've ruined my whole life. That's Kate That's Beckinsale. Yeah. Wow. She did a, uh, a monster. Let's do it one more time. I didn't do it. Smack, bitch. I like the really loud <laughs> crash, too. That... 
Wait, Mark, that is Kate Beckinsale. Wait. Really? Let's get to the bottom of this. Please? Look! That was her! Oh, damn. Dude. Wow. I scare even myself sometimes with my obscure knowledge. I know. I would have not have thought <laughs> of, of that movie trailers. at all. <laughs> anyway, They're... Stillwater looks good. So you know that when we record, I tell people, hey, we're recording. Um, and you should reach out to us on Instagram. To, you can ask us questions, make recommendations. You can do this at the Matt and Mark Movie Show on Instagram. Um, we had a couple things. Not too many, but we had a couple things I thought were kind of cool. Somebody did want to uh, ask us. I thought this was fun. We got a question. Usually we get recommendations. People are like, you got to watch this movie, man. You got to watch this movie. We got a straight up question. The question, and this person asked to remain anonymous. It's not my wife, by the way. You'll see why. In a <laughs> it's um, me. <laughs> are you watching the new He-Man show? Will you guys watch? Oh. Yes. So apparently, Mark, this That's the Kevin Smith one, it's right? It's Kevin Smith, He-Man, um, I believe it's called Masters of the Universe Revelation. But this it has by the way, that name sucks, but sucks. the trailer is fucking awesome. So the trailer's awesome, but Mark, apparently, I did a little digging, and I don't watch too much of this stuff, but once I got the question, I was like, let me check it out. Maybe, you know, it just seemed odd that somebody was like asking if we were gonna watch this, and I see why. Because there's some controversy around this oh, uh, really? show. What? Yes. Do you want me to tell you what the controversy is? Yeah, please do. I'm not familiar with this at all. Shit. So apparently people are upset about Masters of the Universe Revelation because they feel it was a bit of a bait and switch. Apparently the trailer we watched together oh, no. is, is misleading. And apparently, this is not a spoiler, but apparently He-Man dies very early on. And the reins of the show are passed over to other characters, namely um, Tila. And she, uh, and, and so they're calling it the Master of the Universe He Man show, but He Man's not even in it. And people are really fucking pissed about it. Wait, and why I think did they do that? That's why this person is asking about this. Why did they do that? That's weird. Is I have no idea. Who knows is... the strange machinations of Kevin Smith? Why? But it's kind of like. Wouldn't you know, as someone that's into like genre stuff, that that's a terrible idea? That you don't you don't fuck with your audience. Like your audience, like them? if yeah, with that type of audience, they're they are not going to fucking forgive you. They will shit on you. Like they will take a poop on you. They will make sure you have <laughs> that second heart attack. <laughs> oh, oh, dude! Oh. That, I'm telling you, these people are mean. Like they will say some mean shit on Twitter to Kevin Smith because um, he so. I, I was just made aware of this. Um, I had kind of seen some things. So it's a real thing then. It's This not is like, like a, a big widespread thing right now with blogs. Uh, that's the thing. Like you and I don't follow this shit. <laughs> yeah, so, like, no, I feel as though I should the dark. Though, right? I don't know. I mean, Should we be following this news? Isn't blissful ignorance kind of nice? <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Isn't By the ignorance, way, you know. Is the, sh the show is out already, right? It's out right now. Apparently it just came out. So knowing that, are you going to watch it or are you just going to I would like to, but I have so many other things I want to watch. That's my yeah, problem. Know. It's not about Kevin Smith or whatever. It's literally about my time on Earth. Like, yeah. I, like I want to do shit. Like, I want to play video games. I've been playing this great video game lately that I really like a lot that I'll talk about in a second. But 
I've been playing games and and they're and I've been I don't know why I get this like wild hair at my ass where I want to watch a bunch of documentaries. I've been doing that. This happens like once every year. I'll go through a phase where I'm like, I want to watch a ton of documentaries. <laughs> yeah, I gotta um, watch a documentary. I'm getting older. I've been watching a ton of documentaries. Well, because just there've been, there've been good documentary releases coming. Well, out. that's actually I agree with you. This is like the perfect time for documentaries because they're so well made now. They're yes. not as like. Do you remember how fucking boring documentaries were as a kid? Except for those cool nature ones, like the bear and all this other shit. But most documentaries yes. like were boring as fuck. And now you've got not only do you have a a a good caliber of documentary you have an abundance of these good caliber documentaries that are they all look dropping like films that you have access to right now that you can go to your hulu on yeah. your subscription and watch val for free it's part of your subscription yeah by um, the way did you ever see cartel land that documentary no what is that oh fuck man watch cartel land it's all right i'll add it to my list greatest documentaries ever and i wow. think you can watch it's on Bold. hulu Bold. No, this is this is literally my favorite documentary. It's so fucking good. LA ninety two is second to this one. So wow. those are like those are basically. Oh no, wait. Touching the void was another good one. So I think it's gonna go touching the void. Touching uh, the void though is almost it's almost like a hybrid. It almost crosses over. Yeah, it is. But it's movie. it's such a good like the reenactments don't feel like cheesy because you actually have a legit director making. Hey, them. that's something. Let's ask the audience if you guys um. After you write us a nice review and win a pop socket, can, can you recommend me some good documentaries? Chances are maybe I haven't seen them. I'm not as well versed in documentaries as I am trashy pop culture movies. So um, if you have a great documentary, send it my way. I want to check that shit out. Um, check those two I sent you. Those yeah. are really good. By the way, are I, you looking for like feature length ones or series? Yeah, I like features. Okay. I like feature length. I don't want to get into a whole docu series. The Woodstock thing was different because I thought it was a standalone. Yeah. And I was like searching because I was like this fucking thing. I see people on my Instagram, like in my real life, people I know talking about it because it's like a piece of 90s memorabilia. And they're like, gotta watch Woodstock 99. And I'm searching Woodstock 99 in the HBO Max, and it won't fucking pull it up. You know why? <laughs> it's not called that. They have it filed under Music Box. And that's what you have to Ooh. search to find Woodstock 99. What? It's a pain in the ass. That's bullshit. Actually, It's HBO called Woodstock 99. But if you go to Letterboxd, like I reviewed it on Letterboxd, it says Woodstock 99, Peace, Love, and Rage. That's the that's the title. I don't understand. Um, we did have another question. This is from our friends at Genre Geeks, and I wanted to quickly pimp this out. Ooh. I'm actually going to be on Genre Geeks. I want to say next week. Oh, nice! You can hear me nice. on Genre Geeks. I'm going to be reviewing the Green Knight with them. I think um, I'm going to just be on their show talking to Green Knight. So if you want to hear me talking about the Green Knight, you got to take your shit over to Genre Geeks for that episode because next week. Marcus and I are going to have a special guest, but we're going to be talking Jungle Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds... I think it goes from, like, really good movie, like, uh, Green Knight. <laughs> hey, we don't know if the Green Jungle. Knight's going to be good. It could be horrible. It looks fucking phenomenal. That's it actually the amazing. one movie I'm looking forward to. I read that, an article. No, this, this movie and Antlers are the two movies I've been looking forward to being released. And I read an article that back. said David Lowry, the director of The Green Knight, he took all of quarantine basically the movie was shot and done 
and then as you know quarantine happened and the movie wasn't coming out anymore and he took that time to revisit the movie and he was like i gotta make this better and he wound up cutting things adding like 60 different new vfx shots and apparently that period of time was exactly what he needed it was almost like extra schedule to finesse the movie and now it's getting like rave reviews people are saying that it lives up to the hype so i'm very excited to experience the green knight i god that first trailer was dope it was so good i i'm seeing it this fucking friday god i hope my theater gets that going to my podunk theater in my podunk town to see the green knight is it considered like a, a small release yeah, this is a limited release film. Damn Definitely it. not wide. That's but sucks, you're gonna get that... it. You got Pig before I did. No, no, but well, Pig, I had to drive eight miles away. My other one is like you know walking distance. Oh, and I'm a lazy <laughs> fuck. Plus, there's so more your talking walking people theater was not the, the Pig one. theater. No, it wasn't. I had to drive eight miles. Isn't too bad, but you know, I'm it's a lazy ass. You got a nice, you got a nice new truck. Um, <laughs> this is a question from our friends at Jean Regeeks. They actually had two questions, but I thought this might be kind of fun. Do you play Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? Do you know how to play that? Yeah, I've, I've you're vaguely. I haven't played it, but I know what it is. Yeah. Okay, so they asked us to play Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Um, but I thought this would be a little more interesting. They said something else, but I think we should play Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon with the last movie we watched, uh, which Snake Eyes GI Joe Origins, and we should attempt <laughs> to connect. I'm just going to use the actor they said. They said we we should connect. The last movie we watched somehow with Adam Sandler. Can we do it six degrees of Kevin Bacon style? Can we connect Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins? Oh shit. To Kevin to to Adam Sandler. So let's try. So here's here's what I got. Okay, I got you. I got you. Does it have to be by a specific actor? Like the Well, you can do any connection, meaning like actor, director, or oh, okay title of a movie maybe i think that's a bit of a stretch but i think we can play it that way it's got to be in six steps we have to connect gi joe origin snake eyes to adam sandler can it be less than six or it has to be it can be less than six oh it can be okay it can be definitely be less than six why are you already like you got it no no i don't i'm just curious to see how this is gonna (laughs) to work okay so i would say um Let's do it like this. Let's do it like this. I would say that. Oh, I got this. Snake Eyes stars Henry Golding. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's one. That's our first point. Henry Golding was in a movie. I'm not in market attest to this. I'm not looking at. I'm not looking it up. I have both my hands here. I'm not typing anything. No, I don't see any. Henry Golding uh, was in a movie called A Simple Plan, which was directed by Paul Feig. Paul Feig made the horrible uh, All Lady Ghostbuster movie. The All oh, Lady yeah, Ghostbuster right. movie stars Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon was on SNL, and SNL is where Adam Sandler got his start. Holy Boom. shit. Damn. <laughs> and you did that without even looking at anything. I did it without even looking. There you go. Jesus Snake Christ. eyes to Adam Sandler. Six steps. God damn, that Mark, is like your turn. Oh fuck that! I, I can't do it, man. <laughs> I can't remember like the movie I saw last week. Shit, how am I gonna fucking remember that? <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Thanks Holy to our friends fuck. at Genre Geeks again. You can catch me on their show reviewing The Green Knight next week. I'll probably wow. hype it on the Instagram. It'll be a lot of fun. 
Mark, do you have anything else you want to add? Because it seems like we're kind of coming to the end of this. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, uh, I was, I'm trying to think of how to connect. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oh, man. Let me get you some appropriate music. Yo, yo! <laughs> we'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe is there. All right, mission accomplished, Joes. That about wraps it up for us on another episode of the Matt and Mark Movie Show. If you like what we do here, please consider subscribing, leaving us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, and remember, if you want to win a pop socket, all you got to do is write us a review on Apple Podcasts, screen grab it, send it to me. First three people, that could be you. You can also reach out to us the old-fashioned way on email, mattmarkmovieshow at gmail.com. That's M-A-T-T-A-N-D, markmovieshow at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on Instagram. We're very active there, at the Matt and Mark Movie Show. Next week, we're joined by a special guest to review Jungle Cruise. Check us out. All right, have a good rest of your week and weekend. Goodbye. <laughs>